Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Monday. Coming to you live from our studios here on South College Street. My name is JJ Jackson. On the show with me today, Kim Berry and Tom Peavy. Tom's set to join us here in just a little bit. We're going to take your phone calls. We're going to talk about everything going on in the wide world of sports. What a busy weekend we had. I was literally sitting there over the weekend thinking, my goodness, the number of different sports that are on the air right now. It's crazy. It's so hard to keep up with everything. And so we hope that everyone had an absolutely tremendous weekend. We hope that you had an amazing Easter holiday with friends and family. And uh, yeah, that you were able to take some time off if you were given time off. And uh, if you want to be a part of the show, give us a call today, 334-887-3401. We've got Jason Caldwell from Inside the Auburn Tigers joining us at 415 today. Our best and worst of the weekend on Monday. A nightly TV guide, birthdays and sports. We did not have a show on Friday because Auburn softball was playing. So on Friday, we debuted the great sports movie brackets as we've discussed and voting for round two is off and running as of right now so so many things to get into on today's program let's just get right after it cam Barry, how are you i'm doing great well doing better Fr- friday was a pretty good day hawks made it into the yeah made it into the playoffs and then that following sunday yesterday uh kind of got blitzed a little bit um but overall, pretty good weekend, good Easter weekend, went to church and um, had a very good service. So it was a great time. Had a great weekend. Wasn't it overwhelming how many different sports were on over the weekend? Yeah. You've got the NBA, you're talking about Major League Baseball's off and running. Of course, college baseball, college softball, the USFL debuted yeah. over the weekend. Every single game of this inaugural season is going to be played in Birmingham, Really good turnout on Saturday for the Birmingham Stallions game. From what I heard, yeah, it was. Very poor turnout on Sunday for the other games. Yeah. It's tough. You're going to have eight different teams, and every single game for the season is going to be played in Birmingham. For a league that's just starting up, how can you have Michigan Panther fans (laughs) that are just going to be popping up out of Birmingham? And so uh, that's something that they're going to have to work through. But I guess to save money and that sort of thing, the USFL will operate every single game will be played yeah maybe some people will want to travel and come down to watch their uh what i guess since you said there were eight teams watch whatever team uh right they want to root for and come down and, and maybe support some right so we uh we got to see that over the weekend in addition to the nba playoffs Big that time. were taking place i mean it was it, it genuinely 
Bristol yeah. race or excuse me, NASCAR raced at a dirt track on Bristol, which was really exciting. We had boxing and UFC. I mean, uh, golf. Jordan Spieth won the tournament yesterday. I did we had see the that. gymnastics final uh, that uh, Auburn made it all the way to the championships on finished Saturday. Fourth. Finished fourth, which was outstanding uh, for the team to never finish that high before in their program. And the Tigers yeah, were the fourth cool. best gymnastics team ever. It is. I mean, I'm running out of breath trying to keep yeah. up with everything that happened. It was a busy one. I was locked into NBA basketball this entire weekend i mean just from the start of of the play in tournament going all the way through this entire weekend i was watching nba playoff back basketball all day yeah every weekend it was and they great. they made sure that the first two um days you know saturday and sunday you had four oh, games it was amazing both days and now it's switching a little bit because we're not yeah. gonna have that um, not as much i think they're gonna go two and two right there will be three games today uh, and then it's just kind of random the rest of the way. I kind of yeah. wish it would just be, Consistent. hey, everybody plays game one on this day. Everybody plays game yeah. two on this day. Everybody, you know, just from a viewership yeah, perspective. Definitely. Because we had uh, just an all-time classic <sighs> Nets and Celtics game Amazing yesterday. Amazing game. And Cam, game two is not going to be until Wednesday. Yeah, see, and that kind of dies down the momentum for sure with how you want to, you know, watch the games and everything. But maybe that's just they, they did that just to kind of give the players some rest a little bit um just kind of yeah. you know keep it spread out just like that because there are so many games and maybe they want to make sure that they can have as much viewership as possible because you know saturday and sunday are days that not as many people are working so you're going to be able to watch all day like i did right um maybe the, that's just kind of the way they couldn't fit all of the games into the evening schedule like they wanted to so maybe they just went about it that way we've talked about this before ryan lavoy and i used to host a, a nba show in college yeah he told me that last uh, four, week. I didn't four know that. years uh, we hosted that show together. I, I picked up the show from uh, a couple of guys that started it before me and continued to run it on uh, my entire college career. And to know from the NBA perspective, uh, not as many fans around the area and that sort of thing, but for your Hawks to drop game one like they did, uh, kind of bound to happen almost. to have to play on Wednesday yes. and then have to play on Friday and then have to play on Sunday. High intensity because if you do not win intensity. on Wednesday or Friday, Friday, your season is over, yeah. and uh, it almost felt like that loss was coming in game one. Yeah, really tough loss for the Hawks. Um, I, I think we were just tired, honestly. Um, you know, playing a Friday night game in Cleveland, five, what is it, three different cities in five nights. You know, we were in Atlanta Wednesday, Friday in Cleveland. Sunday in Miami so I don't even we probably didn't even stop in Atlanta we probably just went from straight from Cleveland to Miami um, to get ready for game game one 1 p.m. tip off you know so we didn't even get a full two days to kind of recover using that Saturday was a travel day that'll take some you know take some out of you um, just a tough game Trey went one for 12 from the floor um, eight points his lowest total uh, I think of his entire career really really tough um, tough game for pretty much everybody except for Danilo Gallinari um, and I mean Duncan Robinson couldn't miss either so that that didn't help much uh, he was draining threes from all over the place so it was just a, a blitzing yeah overall. that was crazy how uh how locked in Duncan Robinson yeah. appeared to be yeah. because that guy was Gosh. just not going to be missing dude shots. Was, dude was insane. He was not missing whatsoever. Um, great, you know, 
great um, overall game for the Heat, definitely. I mean, I think they wanted to come out and make a statement in the first place. I just think it just we were kind of almost set up to fail. Like we didn't even really get a fair shot just because of how everything went down with the play-in and then coming in on that Sunday. You know, obviously you're in, in the NBA, so you want to be as ready for games as, as possible. But that traveling, it, it it takes a lot out of you. No doubt. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 Call in and be a part of our show. All right, here we are also starting round two of our great sports movie bracket. Ooh. And we're already off to a larger engagement success here with this one. Uh, but how much fun has this been, Cam? Pretty good. I I I don't know who I have who I want to win it. Yeah. Um I, there are some very, very high It's on Twitter, movies. at SportsCallAU is how you can be a part of it. And uh, a couple of people already upset with the seating that took place <laughs> and everything. And we yeah. knew this was 64 movies. 64. It's hard to seed 64 yeah, really when tough. you're trying to factor in eight, nine, ten different people's opinions. Uh, but that's kind of the task that we were given. And uh, we're already getting more votes in the second round than we did on Friday. Oh, so yeah. the fact that we're able to talk about this now, I'm excited because we want all the votes to come in and uh, be able to keep this bracket moving along. Yes, sir. A lot of, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, our, some of our favorite matchups um, that yeah. uh, that we've seen on the bracket. Oh, I'm seeing Major League is over Talladega Nights. Come on, voters. Yeah, ah. they got to pick it up. Oh they still have 11 gosh. hours Talladega left to vote. So that is a really good movie, but people love Major I, League, I get too. It. I get it, but... <laughs> Will Ferrell is just, he's too He's funny. awesome. He's, he's awesome. Funny. All right, let's take some phone calls. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 If you'd like to call in and be a part of the show, JJ Jackson and Cam Berry inside our studio for the program right now. We go to the Auburn Bank phone line. Ward Damn Steve. Retired Ward Damn Steve now joins us. Hello, Steve. Well, good afternoon to War Eagle, everybody. War Eagle, War Eagle. sir. Listen, Mr. JJ, I love your announcing, but you you got to get a bit more animated, okay? Okay. On the softball announcement. <laughs> I mean, I love your 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 level of uh, of uh, uh, excitement. It's just uh, I enjoy it. I can pick it up a notch. I get it. I like it. Yeah. It's better hearing you than those, I don't know who these uh, announcers are. Uh, they must be Texas m people uh, over the weekend. I mean, they are, are they, because uh, I was watching, uh, of course, uh, the baseball game on my PC, and they they have to be radio broadcast for Texas A&M. Is that who they are? For Mississippi State, and yes, sir. For Mississippi State, yeah. Yes, but sir. Texas A&M, I think they were too, were Correct. They? Yeah, typically, uh, I'll, I'll give you a little secret, because I've got baseball tomorrow and Wednesday uh, for Auburn versus Alabama State and Kennesaw State, and so it's obviously not the same deal. Uh, that's not an SEC series, but uh, for those broadcasts, you tend to find announcers that are local in your area. Okay, see, I was wondering, well, how come these people are not yeah. neutral broadcasters? If it's on, if it's on big time television, they can pay more for neutral broadcasters to come in. But if not, it'll be more local people that do it. That's uh, we're we're trying to change that a little bit here at Auburn. We'll have some other guys that contribute that don't have as many ties back to the school. Uh, but that's kind of been the format and the layout of how they structure those broadcasts. Okay, well then now I get thanks for educating me. Yeah. who are these people? You know, they're not playing for Auburn. Uh, so anyway, uh, speaking of that, you know, we we should have won two out of three. We should we should have won the series yeah. over the weekend. We had won three in a row, first time since 2017. But uh, a tough weekend, uh, you know, to lose a game on a walk off walk um, wasn't fun. Yeah. Um, and how uncharacteristic was that for Burkhalter to do that? Yeah. I mean, no, for sure. Walks anybody? For sure. It just shows oh, you it was people. just a tough weekend. 
then the muff ground ball that should have been a double play. Right. Right. Unbelievable. And to, but, but to win yes or win Saturday, they did not play yesterday on Easter Sunday, but to win uh, Saturday the way they did by Bryson Winter throwing out the runner at the plate, that was as epic as it gets. Yeah, then that had to be reviewed about five, ten minutes, didn't it? <laughs> it did take a little bit, didn't it, Steve? Yeah, but neat. Uh, so we finally you know, got one. But from what I read, um, I don't know if it was Jason or Mark Murphy, but they were all saying that this was probably the most important win uh uh, I guess I'm going to go now. Yeah, you just couldn't get swept. Again, the, the the theory is on the road, you just want to take a game on the road in the SEC. And Auburn had already exceeded expectations by getting two wins at LSU and two wins at Texas A&M. So the fact that they were able to get one at Mississippi State was big time. All right. Well, let's move on, guys, to uh, our ladies in gymnastics uh, did one heck of a job. Yeah, they uh, – didn't um, obviously come close to the championship, but from what I read, the other three contenders uh, were previous. I think the total they'd won 18 championships among uh, the, the final three above us. Yeah, that was some. They were they were some g- gymnastics blue bloods, definitely. They they were some very historic gymnastics program, especially uh, Oklahoma and uh, Florida has has been pretty good for a while as well. And yeah. yeah. If I don't hear Twinkie's name again, that'll be too soon. Yeah, here's here's Florida's. You know they're so talented. Yeah, extremely. so talented that throughout the season and some of their biggest meets, Florida doesn't compete all of their top gymnasts. Yep. They will give their top gymnasts night off. A break. A break. And 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 sure, from the, the wear and tear and just everything, that could be a bonus. But also, you see this in sports, right? You see the voter fatigue almost. You've got something that's almost judging fatigue, where if you see something over and over and over and over and over again, it's not going to be as impressive the 12th time you see it as it is the first. So, smart job by Florida to be so deep that you can do that. But, I mean, we talk about this in, in basketball. People are just – LeBron James, you know he's the best. Yeah. There's no need to continue to give that guy awards. Tom Brady, you know he's the best quarterback. There's no need to continue to give him awards because fatigue starts to set in. And so Florida finds themselves in a position where they don't have to compete everybody every single meet, and they can save them until the meets that really matter. Well, since you educate me on that, I'm even more uh, happier that Florida didn't get it because I was afraid they were going to uh, outdo Oklahoma. Right. So that was good to hear. Uh, but these ladies uh, surpassed, all, I think, all expectations. I think they started the season, they were preseason ranked at number 14. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that was quite a comeback. Um, I see uh, now I see a national championship legitimately in a few more years. What about you guys? Um. I'm not sure. I guess we'll see. Yeah. I mean, we, we've got a lot of uh, reason to be optimistic about this gymnastics yeah. program I mean, moving forward. And uh, more top recruits are coming in for Jeff Graba. And so, uh, look, we'll have to just wait and see what the rest of the nation does in terms of other competition. Now, I was really disappointed because I guess maybe I, I take for granted that we're the tops in the equestrian, but we got outdone by, is it SMU? Yeah. Did we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, SMU. I, I don't know. I saw, kept seeing the scores, but they wasn't even close at the very end. It was like ten to something. I I can't remember what the final score is. I just know it was uh, SMU took down Auburn there in the uh, uh, the championships. Uh, I don't know how many of the fi- it was the final four, or final eight, but yeah, Auburn got knocked out by 
Southern Methodist. Uh, we lost 12 to 8. Yeah, how ironic, I think, because this is a question, right? And it was the SMU Mustangs that did us in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They have horse Very in Very clever. They have horse in their name. You knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, but uh, I see where our tennis teams are doing pretty good as well, are they not? Really good they seasons are. for men's and women's tennis. Uh, more so on the women's side, Caroline Lilly's bunch, very, very impressive. And golf? Right. Yeah. Yep. Doing great in golf, too. All right, moving on, guys. I saw this comment, and uh, it almost made me laugh. I had to see the video on it. Uh, but uh, it had to do with Mr. Uh, Sir Charles Barkley about uh, Kyrie Irving. Did you, did you happen to uh, see that little clip? Uh, referencing what? How he w- how he is towards fans? Yeah, he kept saying, come on, man, man, come on. Uh, <laughs> him and Shaq were going after Kyrie Irving for complaining apparently about uh, the fans over the weekend. Uh, and they yeah. were, uh, I guess they were jeering him and booing him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Boston fans and Kyrie Irving. They were very extreme. Um, they they don't like that. You know, Kyrie played for Boston um, for a couple seasons and then said he was going to stay, and then ended up going to Brooklyn. And so Celtic fans still really are, I guess, hurt by that. I don't know. And then Kyrie kind of feeds into it a little bit, going back and forth with them. So they just they. They just give him energy, and he gives it back. Makes for good playoff basketball, good viewing it experience. Very much does. I, I was laughing because uh, he was he was hitting all kinds of shots all over the place. He was playing so well. Well, speaking of laughing, guys, let's go to, to me, the almost incredulous statement made by none other uh, Coach Saban about the uh, state of college football. I'm sure you probably guys have read it. Uh, I was reading I said, wow. Uh, I find this just incredible. This is what I found incredible. Uh, he was saying that college football, current state is, he says, in his words, are not sustainable. But the statement that got me going was this one, when he said, there's going to have to be some degree of changes implemented, some kind of way to still create a level playing field. So whatever school decides they want to pay the most, they have the best chance to have the best team. And here's the kicker. And that's never been college football either. Seriously? <laughs> Are we going to re-swallow that last comment, Coach Saban? And that's never been college football? You, amongst all people, you had the, 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 the I guess, the audacity uh, or the incredulousness to say that one? Are yeah. you guys picking up what I'm saying, or, or do you yeah. disagree? No, no yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I mean... There, I definitely don't think it's sustainable. I, I I think that the way that the NIL deal and all that stuff is going, I think something's going to have to change at some point. Um, but with Saban, I mean, Alabama's had the best players. You know, they, they recruit the best. They yeah. always have the best. Um, so I don't see why that should necessarily affect. Two more comments him. from you, Steve, and then we got to let you go. Well, I thought it was incredulous because he was the one that was bragging uh, last year preseason yeah. about one of his quarterbacks getting an NIL deal of over a million dollars. Right. And now he says it's not sustainable? Well, because Texas A&M is outbidding it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, Texas A&M See, what using, using NIL yeah, I wish, money. You know, some sports journalists like yourself guys would be there and just point out, really? Really? You're going to say that, Coach? Really? Yeah. Okay. Say it to, to, to Texas A&M's coach while you're at it. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm through with that nonsense. Um, Last thought. 
Yes, sir. J.J. Jackson, uh, can you give us an update on Mr. Shadow's condition? Yeah, I've actually uh, I've actually been trying to reach out to Shadow here, and I know that his schedule's been a little bit more busy. Uh, I do think he's doing okay. I, I don't know necessarily that he's still at a, a point in his life where he's um, you know has the full stamina to be calling in as frequently as he did in the past. Uh, but I really, really do appreciate you bringing that up and asking. I know Keith was asking about it uh, a few days ago, and so uh, it means the world that you guys are thinking. Of him, and we certainly are as well. So um, okay. that's kind of an update for you. Good to hear that. And Anthony, we still miss you, man. Come on back. Uh, I miss <laughs> your tirades, man. Uh, by the way, is Brooks on there still? Uh, Brooks is not on there. It's Cam and Tom uh, with with us right here. Okay, the reason I was mentioning because Brooks had mentioned, I think, that he liked the uh, saxophone parts in uh, a lot of music. And uh, <laughs> if you can relate it to him, there's a really good uh, song written by Paul McCartney called. Uh, Listen to what the man said. Has a great saxophone part in that one. Listen to what the man said. I'll get that to yeah. him for sure. And the movies, guys. I haven't seen them yet. I'll go on there. Yeah. But uh, the best sports movies. movies. Yeah, Underdog. Have you seen that one yet? Oh, I don't think I have. Yeah, Underdog. Um, I forgot that he's uh, the Rams quarterback who was told Kurt Warner. Uh, yes. Yeah, Kurt Warner that he'd never make it. He wasn't. Uh, he yeah, wasn't that's a way newer movie. We uh, we hadn't even thought about that one to include it yet in the list. That's good. Okay, speaking of movies, guys. Did you like uh, our uh, Did you like our Dibbles test the other day, Steve? Um, I'm not sure what you're referring to. The Thursday show. You'll have to go back and listen to it. We okay, did a fourth yeah, grade literacy show. test. I want to know what you think. A fourth okay, grade right. literacy test. Okay, I'll try that. Okay. Uh, but speaking of movies, real quickly, guys. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, it's on. You can see it on uh, several of our streaming shows. Check out Night House. Okay. The Night House is a supernatural thriller that you will not know what's going on. I'll, uh, you know Ryan LaVoy your movie guy, so we'll, we'll see what he thinks. Okay, and another one, if you get the Epics channel, or if you don't try it for seven days for free, it's a ten-part series. It's called From, F-R-O-M. Uh, it is really uh, scary. It's a supernatural psychological thriller as well. Okay, we'll check it out. That's what Good I to hear from you, and, Steve. Uh, I've already picked, I've already went to your website and... Uh, picked out and done all my ratings. I hope you guys uh, will uh, say that the check's in the mail because I gave you all uh, <laughs> Thank you, sir. We really do appreciate that, Steve. We, that right, means guys, a lot. Hope you had a good Easter weekend with your family. We'll talk to you soon. I did. I hope you guys did, too. And until next time, War Eagle, guys, have a safe afternoon. War Eagle, Eagle. you too. Our buddy, retired Ward Amp Steve, joining us there on the Auburn Bank phone line. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 9 as we go back to the phone lines and joining us now on the show. Matt from Tallahassee. Matt has called into the program. Hi, Matt. Good evening, JJ. Good evening, sir. How are you? And who else do you have with Cam you? Cam and Tom. Hi, Tom. Hello. Cam, what's up? Nothing much, man. How you doing? Are you keeping Tom straight? Did I what now? Are you keeping Tom you straight? Keep- yep. Oh yeah. Hey, I got, I got, I, uh, I got like uh, Give a. Give us a few oh. questions. Here we go. Well, uh, or what's your well, comment? Well, comment on what on Steve, what he is saying about Saban. Uh-huh. Saban, t- Saban talks like Trump. <laughs> oh, does he now? Yes, because Saban will say anything. Fair enough. Because I think Saban might be a Trump fan. Yeah. What else Me, you got? Me, I'm not Trump. I'm, and so, well, I was going to say, Steve got lucky and cheated. And so, and and so, but, to win the series in baseball, yeah. 
But my questions are, what, um, do you guys know anything about the, uh, four star, the four star West, uh, coach running back? They sent a visit for Auburn. Yeah. Uh, Again, again, I know you're big on on reading the Auburn undercover stories and they do a great job keeping us up to date on the recruiting latest and that sort of thing. I know this coaching staff is doing everything they can to already bolster the 2024 and 2025 classes even. And, uh, I'm sure they've got a great game plan in place. What do you guys think about the uh, What do you guys think about the um, former five star um, Hatfield to visit Auburn this week for basketball? Brandon Huntley Hatfield from uh, Tennessee. Yeah, he's a, he's a good player. I was surprised at um, kind of how poorly he played at times yeah. for the Volunteers this didn't, past season. It took him a long time. time to, and when he did get playing time, he was very bad. Yeah. Uh, so I, I know there's going to be some improvement there, but still, to be a five star guy, you know, there's a lot of talent involved, and so yeah, we'll see. But hey, remember I told you about my dad's truck? Yeah. But I found it, but um, it's. He's not gonna give it back. The guy that but, the, the guy that took it's not gonna give the truck back. Well, it was three Mexicans, but it's total, and the insurance oh, no. company is trying to work on it. Oh, I'm so oh, sorry to hear that. Three, there are three Mexicans, and and so so, but he's not gonna give it back. But um. Hopefully you get some money. Hopefully you get some good money for it and you can get a new truck. It's going to be maybe like 9000 in insurance. You're going to get back. That's not going to be enough for a truck. I'm so sorry, man. I'll tell you, yesterday we went to my sister's house for Easter. Right. Did you have a good time? There are five dogs there. But one of my dog, my niece, one of my, my niece, Amber, brought her dog, Sadie, but she bit my dog on the ear. Oh no! Oh no! Try to pick a try to pick my dog up, and so my niece has like to take her dog, take her upstairs and put it in a room. My other niece and her husband brought their dog named Baxter. Yeah. What are all the dogs' names? Okay, my nephew's dog. My nephew's dog's name's Bruce. He's a pit bull. Okay. And then our dog that we have that's 14 years old, his name is Dilly, but it's like, it's Dilly Hamble, it's short for Dilly. Okay. And then my niece and her husband's dog, named Baxter. Okay. the one that got married. My other niece's dog is named Sadie. And then, um, my What about your dog? Has a, my dog's name is Dilly. Oh, okay. That's not like... He's my mom's dog. Oh, okay. But, and then my, my sister has a dog named Baxter. So there are two Baxters. But, um, and so there were just... So two Baxters, a Bruce pretty, and a Dilly. And a Sadie. Yes. Yes. Okay. You guys had a good old time then, other than the dogs uh, fighting each other a little bit. Well, actually, they weren't fighting. Dilly's was just my own business, and, like, they all came on the back porch, and, like, my niece's dog tried to pick up Dilly from, like, the back, and then they are separated, and then he ends up again, and it's just bites him on the ear. He has, like, a bite mark on his ear. Oh, man. But um, it wasn't... <laughs> And then my brother drives me crazy. 
and so so but um but you had a good time seeing all your family uh yes i had very good good family time is the best time so hey so uh Tom, did you have a nice Easter? I, I well, I, I had an uneventful Easter. I just had to work, so that was my Aww. Easter. My Easter involved working. Poor thing. Uh, <laughs> the Easter Bunny did not come and see me this year. I mean, you've been bad. <laughs> I, I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> All right. Hey, hey, my bosses hey, have hey, been Cam, bad for hey, making hey, me work Cam, so much. Hey Cam, did, hey, Easter Bunny, come and see you, Cam. Uh yeah, well, the Easter Bunny uh, blessed me with a relaxing day, yeah, and oh. didn't help my Hawks win. But other than that, it was a pretty I good day. I don't care about the Hawks. Ah, I, about the Hawks. I love my I Hawks like, though. I, I, I usually like the Hawks when I live in Atlanta, but I don't like the Hawks no more. You gotta keep hey, supporting them, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> what did you hear? Hey, I, I was gonna do some trivia quick, and then I'll do the cheer. Uh, how about? Well, hey, you're talking about Movie Guide. Have you guys seen the new Batman movie yet? Yes, I have. Did you like it? I did. It was it was pretty good. Let's do I, some I trivia. It. You ready? Yeah, I want to do some like a uh, movie college. trivia. Cobb, Cobb, uh one one movie, uh, one movie trivia, and then the rest of college. Okay. All right. Here's your first question: Who is the Batman's arch rival? Arch rival? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of them. <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> the main I one. I say the Joker. Yes! There you go. Great job. All right. Are you ready for your next question? I was born ready. You were born ready. All right. Give us two schools that are in the SEC East division. In the SEC East? Yep. Uh, Florida? Yep. And Andy. Yes. Good deal. Good deal. All right. And then one more question, okay? Okay. Who is the head coach of Auburn baseball? Bill Thompson. Look at you. Three for three. Great day for you, Matt. Awesome stuff. Hey, listen, hey, 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 I'm only giving another thing to Wardown Steve. Wardown Steve, I got a message for you. Whatever you say about saving is true because he says stuff like Trump does and if and Steve is a real big Trump fan person Trump's not going to win this year he's going to be Joe Biden alright you think Joe Biden's going to go back to back alright um, let's uh, let's do this let's do the cheer then okay five okay. four hey, hey, whoa 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 you're going to do that <laughs> uh, JJ are you ready I'm ready Tom, are you ready? I was born ready. Uh, that wasn't very good. <laughs> All right, well, here we go. Five, Ken, four. Ken, are you ready? Ken, yes. Ken, are you ready? Yes, I'm very Five, ready. Four, four, three, three two, two, one. one. Whoa. Eagle. Eagle. Bama. Bama, 48, 45, 63, 13. Booyah! It's our year. Booyah! It's our year for an SEC championship, national championship. Bama, watch out. We're going to do your field. We're going to beat you. And in an SEC tournament, we're going to beat you. Thanks for the call today, Matt. We'll talk to you next Monday, okay? All right, War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle. Our buddy Matt from Tallahassee joining us there on the Auburn Bank phone line. Tony from Tuskegee 
joins the show right after this. Tony, stay with us. I'm excited to chat with you, brother, right after this 90-second commercial break. This is Sports Call. the biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call podcast. I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player and national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM. JJ Jackson, Tom Peavy, Cam Barry here inside our studios. Let's get more phone calls. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 as we go back to the Auburn Bank phone line. Tony from Tuskegee. Tony has called into the program. Hi, Tony. How y'all doing? Great. How are you today, sir? All right. Yeah, I was listening to uh, Steve when he was talking about a comment that he, he claimed Coach Saban made, but um, you know, I was reading a couple of websites that uh, I was reading Alabama website but when you look at the defense Alabama got this year this is what they was comparing the defense Alabama got with Will what's his name Will Anderson um, yeah Dallas Turner had a much more productive A-Day game than uh, Will Anderson and then they went on to say about the transfer from um, Georgia Tech and they were saying if this guy from Louisville, if he transferred to Alabama, they said the football season was already over. They was already declaring Alabama. To be the uh, national uh, champions. Yeah. yeah, Jameer yeah, Gibbs, a talented running back. I, I think Alabama's going to be really loaded. I, I think the fact that uh, I'm not taken back by the kind of the light day at the office for Will Anderson in a spring game, because that's all that it is. Uh, but uh, we know Alabama stays loaded, and so, yeah, I, I, I do think well, that uh, the Crimson Tide are going to have a good football team this season. Well, they, they was talking about this uh, receiver from Louisville, he was uh, visiting the A game, A day game, and uh, I don't know whether he's transferred. W- would he be eligible if he transferred? Um, oh yeah, you summer. still have plenty of time to be eligible if you transfer to the summer. Absolutely. Well, that's what they were saying. They were saying this guy probably was the fastest in um, college um, football, and say um, at Louisville they was detonate to a running game, and he didn't get that much that many. Um, um, reception. They were sent along with the guy from Georgia, the receiver they got from Georgia, and the one they, um, that would transfer from um, Louisville. There, you know, there would be a lot of talent in, um, you know, class in, in the receiving room. But um, like I tell, I didn't say, um, you know, the NIL. I mean, it's just like. Um, it's just like the pros now. I mean, I don't find any 
you know, in the heart, they can you know, for coach, you know, coach make a player a promise today, and, you know, much a little money come along, uh, a better deal, yep. he's gone. So, I mean, well, what's the difference? Yeah, I mean, I, I can agree to that. And, um, you know, like I, like I said, for kids, you know, you know, don't everybody come from a, 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 a good background. Family. And so if you've got an opportunity to earn some money, you should be able to do that. Yes. Yeah, what I'm, what I'm saying, though, you know, every kid don't come from a rich uh, a well-to-do family. And, you know, you take the kid yeah. and see the opportunity you know he's gone. You know I don't know. You know what you all. Um, yeah. I don't know what you all status there, but if you got offered a prime time job for ESPN, ABC, or CBS, you know I don't know whether you all making it, giving it thought about it. But you know I'm not sure. You know status, but you know that'll be. Yeah, if, if we got a big network opportunity, that would be a yeah. huge step in the right direction. For uh, and, and obviously, people here know that yep. uh, working in local radio versus going to a premier network like that would be uh, outstanding. So, look, I, I know Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney have both had comments over the past two weeks about the state of college football, and when those two guys speak, a lot of people are going to listen. I know a yeah. lot of it is directed towards the lack of leadership in NCAA football, which is very fair. There's no like czar position that people kind of like to talk about but there definitely needs to be someone with all the different rules and regulations in place and uh, factoring in the college football playoff committee and schools uh yeah there definitely is a lack of leadership in some spots and i just think that's what nick saban and dabo swinney have been talking about yeah well everybody everybody wants to be around a winner or outstanding program and so that's why i call y'all two three times a week yeah we are winners and and you make us a winner tony and and look when i get some baseball tickets i'm thinking of tony first Uh, so we'll be sure to take care of you all right all right yeah you all have a good one all right good to hear from you that's our buddy tony from tuskegee 334-887-3401 toll free at one triple eight nine tiger nine next caller do up michael from auburn michael has called into the program what's going on friend What's up, guys? Uh, I'll hit you with a little golf trivia. So, uh, how many uh, dimples on average are on, a, on the average golf ball? I love this question. I have zero yeah. idea what the answer is, but I love over, these questions give, from you, give Michael. Me over, uh, give me an over/under. Give me, give me an idea. Ooh, dimples rough, rough on a golf, golf ball. ball. This is a. I'm going to, and look, I don't want anybody to type on their keyboards as I'm looking at Tom Peavy over there. I do not want to hear from Tom in this Um, moment. I have no computer in front of me. I'm going to say 100. I'm going to put it in an even 100. I'm going to go about 125. Tom? Are you looking, Tom? No, No, I'm I'm actually not. Well, Michael wants to hear from you. What do you Uh, think? it's, It's somewhere like around 300. Tom is a winner, three thirty-six. Oh my gosh! Oh. All right. Thank you for I'll, that trivia. I mean, I've never thought I'll, to think of that before. But yeah, there I'll, are. I'll hit, I'll hit you with one more. Okay. I mean, you know, uh, astronaut kind of golf kind of. Alan Shepard first got to send two golf balls into orbit. One of them went into a crater, and one of them is supposedly still traveling. But do you know what club he used? Was it a Absolutely. was it a nine iron? It was. A, I'll give. You, I'll give you that. It was an iron. You know what? What 
what number iron he he, he hit the golf ball. I'm going to go if – it, if it's going a long distance, I'm going to go down, right? I'm going to say a three iron. Well, see, so I the reason I think nine is because uh, you got to kind of – you got to think about how much space you have in that capsule so you can't have a – I don't think you'd be able to have a longer club like a three. You'd need a shorter iron okay. like a like an eight or a nine. Cam, you got a guess? Iron. I don't know enough about golf. Pick a number, a, basically. To make, ah, to make an educated guess? <laughs> yeah. I mean. Well, I've said three. He said I'll nine. How five. about you split the difference? I'll yeah, okay. What is it, Michael? Six iron. Six. Oh, six. You should have gone in the middle. would have got it. All right, guys. That's all the trivia I got today. So uh, I hope you guys have Appreciate a good week. Hope you what, have a good Easter or whatever. What, so. Same to you. What is that story, though? I don't know that. St- so someone went up into space and... On the moon. He hit, and, yeah, I mean, just... Holy... You know, just cow, do, I haven't heard that story I mean, before. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. So he hit two golf balls with a six iron. So <laughs> I think one of them, one of them, one of them he kind of buried into a crater. That is so cool, man. And the other, the other one's supposed yeah. to be still in orbit or whatnot. Yeah. Part, wow. of, part of all the space junk up there now. <laughs> yeah. There's a golf ball floating around. I like that. With 336 dimples on it. Yes. Yes. All right. I'll, See, I'll, leave you, I'll leave you with one more. It's not really a trivia, just kind of a little fact. But if Michael Phelps was a country, he would be 35th all time for Olympic medals. He would be ahead of 35 Jeez. or 95 <laughs> other nations. He won that many gold medals. <laughs> That guy is so special. That's wow. Interesting thing about it. All right, guys. Y'all have a good one. All right. Appreciate good to hear from you. That's our buddy Michael from Auburn joining us on the program. What's your favorite out of that? 336 dimples nah, yeah, in a I, golf ball. That's kind of hard to I think about. I kind of like the Michael Phelps thing. That it, that 35 yeah. is where he would rank in the number of medals he that he's won? His own country. Countries. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's insane. He's pretty good. Yeah. He's quite the athlete. Right. He's quite the athlete. Tom Peavy, how are you, sir? Welcome I, in. I, I, hey, I'm, I'm glad to be here. A little late, uh, having to slid take, in during some phone calls. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was having to uh, ha- having to do my adulting. Uh, well, we're thrilled that in, you're here. You know, it is tax season. I was trying to get some loose. Today ends. is the day, right? And I was getting some loose ends tied up on that. Uh, took a little bit longer than I had expected getting some uh, last second paperwork taken care of, but I'm here and uh, yeah, looking forward. Worked to Worked on your Easter weekend. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just normal. Right. But uh, had a lot going on in there, the sports world there was this a lot, weekend. It was lot, so hard to keep up with. Yeah, I tried to keep up with as much as I could. I, I was very happy to see some uh, football back on the TV screens yeah. with some USFL. <laughs> what do you think? Um, for the little bit that I, I got to see a little bit of that, uh, the very first game, the Birmingham game, uh, and oddly enough, I was watching it, and I was I was intrigued by it. And it's like, okay, yeah, you know, some – decent football not really good football but it was decent and then i dozed off and missed the end and Uh. and my girlfriend michelle was texting me she's like oh my gosh what a crazy ending to the game and i'm like oh no i fell asleep and missed it yep so i i missed the end of that game um good crowd there for the first game in birmingham and birmingham was playing so yeah but yeah that's that's i I think usfl yeah the usfl really kind of I, I, they missed the mark on on the games after that. You're trying to have an 11 a.m. game on Easter Sunday yeah, with two teams that are not based in Birmingham. Not a chance. I, nobody is going to show up but for that. But every and the, game and the, this and the, season and is going to be in Birmingham. That's every single that, game this season is going to be. I, in see, Birmingham. I didn't even realize. Yes, that. Yeah. every all eight weeks. 
I'm not will be up. in or Birmingham. All in Birmingham. Every single game. <sighs> I did not know that. It's, I don't think that's so, I thought the respective teams a, had their yeah, own home stadium. Yeah. No. I don't every, think that's In this inaugural season, model. every single game will be in Birmingham. The championship and the playoff games are moving elsewhere. But every regular right. season game will be played in Birmingham. Yeah. Interesting. Three, I, did, I yeah. did not know that. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 9 to be a part of the program. Still plenty of time left in the show to get your thoughts in. Uh, 336 golf ball. That's kind of a random fun fact that Michael threw uh, our way that he's known to do, which is uh, which is awesome. Uh, we've got our sports movie bracket. We've got Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney comments as of late. We've got just so many things that have been discussed on our program. So let's go back to the phone lines now and joining us... Luke from Alex City. Luke is called into the program. Hi, Luke. Hey, guys. How's it going? Very oh, well, good. thank you. Hope you had a good Easter weekend. Yeah, I really did. Um, first of all, yeah, all the games are in Birmingham, and I think that's going to be kind of fun. I don't know why they did that. Uh, I'm assuming it's because Birmingham has such great ratings for football and is probably the most football-hungry of all the cities involved with USFL. That's a great line of thinking that I hadn't thought of. Yeah, I like that. I mean, the the football ratings uh, in Birmingham just are are astronomical during a college football Saturday, so maybe they think uh, this will transition very well. I don't know, but, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping to take my daughter to a game this weekend, and um, and so I'm I'm looking forward to it. Progressive Field is a or protective field is very, very cool. Um, it's really nice. Of course, they had the HSA, HSA championships there this year, and um, it's it's a great facility. But I really wanted to call in to sort of clarify the Nick Saban comments. And look, I, I, I know that a lot of people listening, and maybe you guys won't believe this, but I truly do. Um, I think Nick Saban cares about college football. I, I think he does. And if you go back and look about some of the things he's talked about, um, about um, – you know, hey, is this what we want football to be? Is this, do we want to have uh, transfers that, you know, anybody can go anywhere? Do we want to have the NIL? Uh, because everybody thought that a lot of these things would equalize college football, would create more parity. And, in fact, it's done the absolute opposite. If, if you look at who Alabama has gotten this year, uh, Jameer Gibbs is going to be unbelievable. He's a fantastic running back. Uh, you talk about Henry Toho Toho. I mean, he's going to be uh, potentially an All-American. You talk about Jamison Williams last year. Um, I mean, if he doesn't get hurt, Alabama probably wins the national championship. And then this new guy, uh, Harrell, out of the transfer portal, is one of the fastest players in the country that's probably going to transfer to Alabama. Because And why not? Because um, if you're at Louisville and you're, you've got subpar offensive line play, you've got a subpar quarterback, and you play in a conference where you don't get quite as much brand recognition, it makes a lot more sense to go to Alabama and play with uh, a, a Heisman-winning quarterback, yeah. a, you know, a great running back, a great line, and it gets you more more recognition and gets you ready for the – and gets you more possibilities for NIL money. It can absolutely so advance is, your career. You're not kidding. My, my point is that everybody thought these things would equalize college football, that if you can transfer the, the – the conventional line of thinking was, oh, well, these five stars that are sitting on the bench at Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State will transfer to other schools. And it's really been the other way around, that if you're really good at a Louisville, you're going to want to get out of there as quickly as possible and go play for a championship contender. And um, and I think that's what Nick Saban's referring to. And as far as 
you know, talking about Bryce Young last year, he wasn't bragging about it. He was talking to a group of uh, high school coaches, I think it was in Texas, and he said, look, guys, let me tell you about this NIL thing. It's, 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 it's getting wild. I mean, we have a quarterback that's already got potentially an $800,000 deal, um, and he was just saying it as more of a matter of fact, like, this is where we're headed. And um, it's, look, we've already had a guy for Florida State walk out of practice because he, de- he didn't think his NIL deal was good enough. And so I, I, I'm worried as a, a traditionalist about stuff like that, but at the same time, uh, the NCAA dropped the ball on this a long time ago by never addressing it and demonizing uh, you know, the under-the-table payments, et cetera, et cetera, when a lot of these kids, as somebody called in earlier said, don't come from great backgrounds and they take whatever they could get. So there's a, there was a happy medium in there, but now it's sort of a free-for-all. And I think that's what Saban is saying is um, it's not going to help the sport when the Ohio States and the Alabamas and the Texas A&Ms and the Georgias are, are getting even more powerful than they are right now. I think that was his point. Yeah, and, and uh, from the, the Sweeney and, and Saban perspective as well, it, does it come back to a lack of leadership, you think, is uh, what they're arguing, Luke? Am I right in assessing that? Oh, I, don't, I don't think there's any doubt. Look, the NCAA was happy as a clam because they, they're making, they were making money hand over fist, um, and they didn't really have to do much. And all they had to do every now and again was put somebody on probation. And they could do it at their own discretion. There was no uniformity. Uh, they sort of, they they will destroy one program and they'll let another program skate. I mean, it was uh, just sort of willy dilly. And now they they are being held to some accountability. And um, because they don't have a habit of being a well run organization, they're not going to learn to be a well run organization. So it would be awesome to have completely new leadership. Uh, it would be fantastic to have quote-unquote a czar. I mean, people have suggested that forever for college football. I don't know that that's going to happen unless the teams break apart and they have like, uh, you know, a 60 to 68 team field that eliminates about half of college football, which, look, I know a lot of people are like, I don't care if we never see Mercer play again. But, you know, I've always been a proponent that it's fine to play one game, uh, you know, play one Alabama State, play one Mercer, because that does give a family that can't afford a regular, you know, a regular game, an LSU game, a Texas A&M game, a chance to go and take their kids and, and not have to deal with as much. You're exactly right. Much, yeah, deal with as much money. I think that's part of college football is to get there and see the campus. So, um, but you know, we're we're trending towards uh, NFL light, and you know, I think Alabama is going to be fine. So, I mean, I shouldn't be worried about it. But you know, I'll miss some of these uh, weekends where it's a little easier to get to campus and watch a game and, and that's just me. I don't necessarily want it to be exactly like the NFL just scaled down. That, that, I don't. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in agreement with you, Luke. And it's, uh, it's good to hear from you, buddy. We appreciate the call today. All right, guys. Have a good one. All right. That's our friend Luke from Alex City joining us on the program and uh, bringing our first hour to a close. Right, uh, Good timing right there, right up against a break here in studio with Tom Peavy and Kim Berry. Our very good friend, Coach Smitty Greider from Hometown Lender, is going to join us here at the start of the next hour. We've got some football comments for Smitty. Uh, we have Jason Caldwell from Inside the Auburn Tigers joining us on the program as well. All that and more coming up in just a moment. One hour in the books and we're rolling.
One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starting right now. Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson inside the studio with Tom Peavy and Cam Barry. We hope that you're doing well. We got a uh, kind of barrage of phone calls there at the end of hour number one. Really good to hear from a lot of people talking about the state of college football right now. Coming up in about 15 minutes, Jason Caldwell from Inside the Auburn Tigers will join us. We've got our great sports movie bracket that has now been released online. March Madness might be over, but we had to keep the bracket madness going by putting together 64 movies. A big project for us that we did about two years ago, and uh, things kind of got squirrely and uh, forgot to post it. Here it is. It's out in the world now, and uh, we're going to be discussing that throughout today's show. And joining us now in studio is our good buddy Smitty Grider from Hometown Lenders. Smitty, how are you? Doing great. Tell Glad the folks how your Easter weekend was. Uh, it was wonderful. We had a had a great time. The Easter rabbit came and <laughs> uh, brought a bunch of candy and. Uh, spent some time with family. It was a it was a good weekend. Good vibes all around. Oh uh, yeah. We just had a phone call at the end of hour number one. Luke from Alex City called into the program. Was talking a lot about uh, Nick Saban's comments that he's made recently. Dabo Sweeney has spoke out about the state of college football. You're very familiar with a number of different players that you've coached throughout your career. Now playing at the collegiate level and uh, have previously played in college football. What stood out to you from from any comments you might have heard as you were walking in, Smitty? Well, I, I, the the caller was dead on. You know, a lot of people criticize Coach Saban a lot of times when he when he speaks out, and it's usually they call, they say he's whining about it or whatever. But what he's really doing is issuing a warning. Uh, if you remember when the whole deal started with the transfer portal, you know his comments were, "This isn't going to hurt us," you know, but he was concerned about what it would do to college football and. Obviously, Alabama has reaped the benefits, especially this year, this offseason, with the players that they brought in from the portal. Uh, and, and so, you know, he's te- he, he's they just, just pick and choose who they want. Exactly, and and it's uh, it is not good for college football the way it's set up currently, but between the NIL and the transfer portal, I think they're going to have to do have some kind of regulations on it uh, to to rein it in some. It has really damaged high school recruiting. Uh, you know, very the the number of high school kids now that are signing has has dropped tremendously, especially for the Power Five programs because they're taking so many kids out of the portal. And you know, they can get a kid that's already shown what he can do at the college level, and it's it's a little bit. It's almost like the old junior college model, uh, and so you know, it's it's hurt high school recruiting a good bit. 
I know that it, uh, Ryan Lavoie was on the show a few weeks ago talking about uh, a story here in the state of Alabama, which was really interesting. A UAB linebacker entered the transfer portal and was hearing from a couple of Power 5 schools, a lot of interest expressed in him. Good player, uh, but wanted to wait a little bit and see what other options might be coming along. And then all of a sudden... Power 5 schools go and they fill out their roster. There's no more offer left on the table. And this UAB player who enters the portal has no other offers to choose from because now these group of five schools and smaller programs are thinking, wait a minute, why did these Power 5 schools not want you when all they were trying to do is see, okay, who all is... I mean, it really has these negative effects that at the time you can't know. There's no way to know when a change is put in place what all the negative effects are going to be. Exactly. But now we're seeing it over time, and that's why. When I heard that story, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like yeah, that's a, that's that came back and bit him the wrong way. Terrible situation. Yeah, it's uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of those kids get left out as well, and that's that's the danger of going into the portal is, you know, where are you gonna <laughs> where are you gonna land? Yeah, you know, and you better have somewhere to go. That's right, and you better hope that the team you're leaving will take you back if you decide, <laughs> hey, there aren't that many great options out there for me. Tom, what are you thinking? What what makes me wonder, uh, does it leave something open to where schools are openly still recruiting kids that are not even in the portal, but, you know, let's just say that there is a guy at Troy that starts doing really well. What's to say that Saban or any of his staffers aren't already – Putting the putting the the thoughts in the head. Uh, in, there are in there the, are rules against that, yeah. but you know there are people that reach out for them. Right. Uh, you know what's going to happen is you'll you'll never see another Demarcus Ware or uh, O.C. Humanura graduate from Troy. Right. They'll after a year they'll be at Alabama or yeah. somewhere like that. The, the, those schools. That's the danger for those group of five schools is you know they take kids that that, that the Power Fives don't want. Sure. Uh, and they may be a little bit undersized at the time, and they grow into the body. And in a year or two, they've developed this kid, and now they get poached from the bigger school. It's going to turn in turn the power group of five schools into like farm league right. for the power five. And the other thing is, it's also we're talking football, but it's not just football. It's right. other sports. And, and but it benefits somebody like Auburn and Bruce Pearl. Yeah. Right now, they're looking at this uh, at this center from Moorhead State. Yeah, nobody had ever thought about this kid until he had a great season. This year, he was number two in the nation in blocks behind Walker Kessler. He has a blow one up spot year. ahead of Walker Kessler. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, one, Kessler was one, third. Yeah, one spot ahead. Um, you know, it, this is a kid at Moorhead State. He's the number one center in the portal. And now all of a sudden, he's going to, it sounds like a, maybe coming to Auburn. So, I mean, it benefits Auburn there, but it's the same thing in basketball. How would you like to be the coach at Moorhead State? Right. <laughs> yeah. You have one kid that, that <laughs> just this tears is it the up. Guy and, and, you, you know, and. But I guess, but I guess at Auburn, I mean, it would be if you if you have one shining, you know, big time year, then you're going to the pros when it comes to basketball. But and, and but again, I mean, it hurts. Yeah, it hurts those big it schools. Just essentially, turn it into a larger JUCO then, because it, I mean, that's what. Well, and that's yeah. kind of that's what Coach Grider was talking about right. earlier. Is that yeah, it's kind of turned into a, a JUCO situation, even though they're not in JUCO. JUCO yeah. 
it's, there are still positives with this, right? Yeah, like it, sure. it can't all be negative that everything that comes in place. But I think what Coach Saban, Coach Sweeney are, are trying to get at is, hey, let's see some level of regulation here. Sure. In basketball this morning, there are 1,300 names, 1,300 college basketball players that are currently in the transfer portal. That's insane. Yeah. Okay. You look at the tournament darling this year was St. Peter's, a school that Jeez. just by winning three oh. basketball games, <laughs> I'm serious, winning three left. basketball games, that changed their school yeah. for the next 15, 20 years with the eyeballs and the money that they're going to be able to make after the fact. But as soon as it's over, the coach leaves. He's gone. He's already gone back to Seton Hall. I did a step the- up for him to go to his alma mater. And then right. five of their players have already entered the transfer portal off of a run that they've had. Yeah, I did read that the coach going to more or going to Seton Hall was already a done deal before the tournament, and then I, I'm sure that just kind of solidified it. Um, but yeah, the players leaving that was definitely. I but mean, that's why people wanted cough. to leave. That's yeah, why people right. wanted to be able to leave is because coaches could leave at any yeah. given moment. I mean, coaches could leave on a dime, go to their next spot, and be ready. To be fair, when it's players fair. had to sit out a year after they transferred and so okay here are the coaches making a lot of money they're getting paid to have that liberty to do that and now it's just i mean I just this is life day one you can't make everybody there, there happy. needs to be some rules around yeah, it sure uh, especially if you're a coach building a roster uh, there need to be some deadlines some dates right. for that to happen to help these you know coach saban spoke to the alabama high school coaches association this year and he said that this will be the first time since he's been at Alabama that they won't have 85 on scholarship right they you know because of the portal and and they have to you know you got to balance that you got kids that are entering the portal during the season I mean it, it's it's getting crazy and they're but they're just and I agree there needs to be some flexibility for kids uh, so a lot of times they go to the wrong school and yeah. things don't work yeah. out. Another, uh, and and that's okay. They but a coach leaves that they came to the school only for but, the coach. Right. And now, I think that rule would be the way to go to me. If you sign to play for somebody and they leave, then you should be able to transfer. Right. right. I, I don't have any problem with. I've always said that. But you know, at the same time, we. We've, we've boiled this down to a business, and it is a business for the top 10, 20, 30% of college football players, but for the rest of them that aren't going to the NFL, yeah. you know, those kids, you know, they matter too, and they're not going to get the big NIL deals. They're right. not going to get, you know, all the other accolades yeah. and things. So Cam, we, pull up that Florida State headline for us. Well, you know, you know the, the one thing... Oh, I, I actually have it right here. Uh, the one thing that I had said, uh, there there were some things that needed to happen as far as the NIL and some of the players and, you know, their ability to make something off of that name, image, and likeness because it was already being used. I mean, their jerseys are getting sold. I mean, Cam Newton, number two jersey sold. Why, why would this kid not be able to benefit from that? But when you really get into it and when it, that and the transfer portal, I said then, I was like, you're opening up a Pandora's box that is about it, – it is about to open up hell. I think, and, what, I think what's happening is we're just now seeing what was already going on. Right. Now it's legal. Now it's more out in the open. And now it's in the open. Sure. sure. I got the article. Yeah. So Luke mentioned this very quickly. A yeah, headline I, I very quickly about a Florida State player. What is this? What is the yeah, story? So Kim? his name's Jarvis Brownlee. He's the defensive back. Just for read Florida the headline State. for people first. Um, headline: Florida State DB reportedly becomes first college player to hold out due to lack of NIL deal. 
Um, That's we'll stop right there yeah. before we dig into it. That headline He's alone. A, a holdout. A first player <laughs> in college football to hold out because of lack of NIL deal. Thoughts. I mean, that's again, that's something you hear about in the professional side of things of a holdout over contract negotiations and different things like that. Now right. you've got a college player. Here's the thought: that's crazy. Holding out that yeah. that is absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, well, now we don't know what he was promised. So that's True. what I was. Fair. About. So, okay. so from what they're saying, from what the article says, uh, Brownlee didn't meet the minimum requirement of the agreement. And so the compensation was delayed or will not be paid. So that's why he's not getting the money. So there was it's not that he wasn't getting an NIL deal. It's that he had one, didn't meet the requirements, and so they didn't pay out what they were. What, and so he's what upset the, he didn't right, make what the agreement upon amount much, uh, was, which, I mean. Maybe do what you agreed right, to do. Right, maybe in <laughs> minimum what? Requirement, minimum play time, minimum that's. There's no telling. This is insane. Minimum stat statistics he was supposed to bring up. I, I you know, yeah. It's just it's, uh, it's a very gray area. Yeah. It, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Florida State has a collective yet. You know, that's the way yeah. a lot of the schools are going now. Like Auburn, Alabama has one now, I believe. And uh, you know, those are really for the the other guys. They're not yeah. for the. Tank Bigsby's and the Bryce Youngs of the yeah. world. They're for the rest of the guys that aren't going to get those right. big individual deals. Uh, and and I'm sure there are some graduated requirements right on there as yeah. far as how much you no make. No kidding. You know, how much you play and uh, those kind of things. For and, sure. And I'll tell you, there's something else that's in them. You know, if you transfer, you it goes away. Right. You know, so. Let's uh, let's take a break. Smitty Grider's going to hang on here with us when we come back. Jason Caldwell, the great Auburn reporter from inside the Auburn Tigers, joins our show. A lot to catch up with Jason. He's even been tweeting about our great sports movie bracket. Uh, we'll get into other things as well. You're listening to the Abbey Award-winning sports talk show, Tiger 95.9 FM. Follow our sports call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? Now back to more Sports Call with J.J. Jackson and the guys. Welcome back into the program. You're listening to Sports Call on WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM. Sports Call can now be heard on Amazon Alexa devices. Open the Alexa app on your iPhone or Android and tap the menu icon on the top left. Tap Skills and Games in the menu and search for Sports Call Auburn. Select the skill, tap Enable to Use. You're done. All you have to do now is say, hey, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn, and you're listening to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. My name is JJ Jackson inside the studio with Tom Peavy and Cam Barry, and we got a special guest in the house with us here on this Monday, Smitty Grider from Hometown Lenders. Coach Smitty in the building with us here on the program, and we're now thrilled to bring on a good friend of Smitty's and a good friend of ours here on the show, Jason Caldwell from Inside the Auburn Tigers, joining us as he does so often throughout the Auburn sports season. Jason, how are you today, man? 
Good. I'm, I'm glad to be joining on a big Monday with Smitty in the house. That's good stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm the one that's – I feel like I'm big time now. Yeah, no, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> How was your Easter weekend, Jason? It was good. Uh, you know, other than the, the rain, uh, you know, it was a little soggy, a little damp for uh, some Easter egg hunting. But other than that, it was good and uh, enjoyed, uh, you know, having a Sunday to, to – to have a little time so it was it was good no kidding well, well look we've got a lot of comments here today already about uh, some of these uh comments from head coach nick saban uh, Dabo sweeney has spoke out recently just about the state of college football uh these nil deals that are taking off and, and the transfer portal smitty you've kind of been assessing what's going on through your head right now if you kind of want to share your thoughts with jason and then we'll get jason to comment back i, I think jason and i've talked about this before we feel the same way it just needs some kind of regulation it's kind of just the wild, wild west right now. And it's, uh, I think Coach Saban, he issued a warning, you know, a couple years ago when they started with the transfer portal and the, talking about all this that it was, it was going to be hard, tough, and not necessarily good for college football. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's quite different when you look at it and, and you look at what's going on. And, um, you know, obviously Texas AM, um, with everything that happened last year, Tennessee now with, with quarterback and, you know, it's completely different. You're right. And and I don't know. Um, it's one of those things, can you put the genie back in the bottle? I don't know how they're going to do it uh, other than to go, hey, all right, here you go. Everybody's going to get such and such amount of money, and, and that's it. But, you know, this with the NIL, the way it's doing now, I don't know that you're going to stop that, um, you know, with the way it's been regulated. So it's a, it's a very difficult time, um, but it's also a very interesting time when you look at it. Um, you know, you've had people that that assume that just because the transfer portal's out there and NIL's out there that all of a sudden you're going to be able to get guys. Well, no, it's just much like, and I say this, I've said this a couple of times, it's much like facilities, it's much like everything else. All that might do is get you back in the picture again. You, st- you know, with everything being equal, you still got to go win, you still got to win the recruiting battle and, unless you're, you know, you're not, you're already not going to compete with Texas any money. Nobody is really. Uh, Texas can compete with them, maybe a few other schools, but um, so it comes down to to winning recruiting battles, evaluation, all the things that that it's always come down to. But you got to have those opportunities to kind of get yourself in the hunt at the moment uh, until something changes. That's the way. That's the way college football, college basketball, and to a lesser degree, you know, the partial scholarship sports are going to be. Where is Auburn football recruiting-wise here going into year two for Brian Harson compared to where they were a year ago? Yeah, I think still trying to, to get their footing a little bit. When when you talk about, you know, the you know people think about, but they don't really think about the impact that COVID had even last year um, on a new football staff coming in. Those guys, they couldn't have anybody on campus. They couldn't go visit anybody until June. Um, that's a huge. That's a huge setback when you're talking about a new staff trying to get used to people and so um they still had covid restrictions i mean we didn't talk to them as you guys know we didn't talk to brian harson in person until the bowl game in december so we didn't have an in-person interview that means that, you know they had very little in-person contact with about anybody they're trying to make up for that now um jason are they are they on the road this year did they let them go out they're on yep today was the first day Auburn coaches have been on the road in two years so since 2019, so it's actually the third year. So you're two full years off the road for Auburn football coaches, for college football coaches in general. And the Auburn coaches right now have have, have set out on a plan to visit every Alabama high school in this six-week period. They're going to try to hit every high school in the state of Alabama. 
every high school in the state of Georgia. I think it's a great idea. Um, you can you know, I, I think that's something they need to to look at. The you know, when Coach Tuberville came in here, he really they really went after the high school coaches in Alabama. And uh, and we're very open to them, and, and it helped tremendously with recruiting, and that I think that's somewhere Auburn can can really improve as with their relationships with the high school coaches. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's the starting point. It is you got you know you got to get kids on campus, and they've done a better job of that in the spring. But you you got to get into the high schools. Those those guys have to know each other. We've talked about it forever. Auburn's a relationship place. Uh, it's different than a lot of other places. And you got to build those relationships, and I think for this staff, that that's what the goal is this spring to build those relationships to get to know those guys. And the city, we saw it firsthand from a recruiting standpoint, from a football standpoint. It's amazing how many times you learn about a kid who's a, who's a tenth grader that maybe people don't know about, and you go, you know, high school coach says, "Hey, this kid's really good." You might not pay attention to him. Two years later, you look up and the kid's signing with the SEC school. Those are the things that. Alabama and Georgia, those coach staff that have been ingrained in, in areas, that's what they're learning. They offer those kids earlier. They get in on them earlier. They get them to visit earlier. That's the, that's the, the goal right now for this Auburn staff is to try to get those relationships built. First time in two or three years that uh, Auburn coaches, college football coaches, are out and about recruiting in the world. How does this benefit the high schools? What What is the benefit now that this is sort of returning back together from the high school football perspective? Yeah, Smitty can answer better than anybody. I, I think the, the, the problem that, that you've run into, and, and it's still an issue, is because of those COVID years, it's been you, – you probably had – I would guess in the state of Alabama, 50 less kids sign Division One than you normally would have because schools are signing less players every year because these kids have gotten these extra years back, so there's less room on rosters. Have they increased the the limit at all, Jason? I, I'm behind on a lot of it now, but uh, you know, with all those kids getting extra years, have have they has the NCAA allowed them to increase the scholarship limit? The only, the only time you could do it was was if a kid came back for his extra year, you know that first year. Then you could get the you could get above eighty five, but only to that number that that returned. And so now it's eighty five, so it's back to eighty five again. And you, but you so, still have kids that are benefiting from that additional year. Correct, you do. I mean, you look you look at at you know the Auburn's offensive line guys coming back this year. Brandon Council, Austin Troxel, Nick Brahms, all those guys are are still benefiting from another COVID year. So you got. A couple of six-year guys, one seven-year guy, and so those are guys that would have have their eligibility would have been done uh, in the past, and they're still there. And there's guys like that all over the country, and so um, because of that, it's less kids that have been able to sign. What this does for the high school kids, though, is when you, when you're able, you know, the coaches now can can talk about kids, they can show these kids. So it it may not benefit as much 2023, but as this group filters out a little bit, it's really going to benefit 24s and 25s. Because yeah. now they can start to get on that radar a little bit. Better. You think you think not being able to be on the road and and that all that has has added to the problem of not signing high school kids and being more apt to take kids out of the portal. Uh, I, I did. Yeah, I, I think I think I think it's it's twofold. I think you, you they've been able to to see less of those kids, but but probably the biggest deal is when you're not able to go and talk to high school coaches, the janitor, the lunchroom lady. Boy, it makes it tougher to go sign maybe a borderline high school kid when you say, you know what, I'm gonna go do. I'm gonna go sign a kid that's that's been playing for two years somewhere, got a little experience, 
is less of a risk factor involved, I think, in some in some cases sometimes. So I think it's probably it's probably hurt hurt in that area as well. Jason Caldwell here with us on the show at ITAT Jason on Twitter. Smitty Grider in the studio hanging out with us too. All right, Auburn baseball. They get one out of three in Starkville. Uh, boy, game three ended with some some drama uh, with Bryson Ware throwing out the runner at the plate. Where, where is Auburn baseball at as they start this next week? Yeah, I think you look up and, and you go, um, it's about what I expected. I expected you know, Tennessee and Arkansas, I didn't expect to be Tennessee to be this good. But I knew they were going to be the class of the East, probably, in Arkansas there. And then a feeding frenzy in the middle. It almost reminds me a lot of, of what we saw in SEC in, in football last year, where you had a ton of teams that were all about the same, you know, amounts of the ball here, there, different than, in, you know, being third and, and eighth. And that's the way it is right now in baseball. You look at, at Auburn and, um, in the West, I mean, there's three games separating two through seven on that side. And then you look at the East and, it's about the same way um, from about three to six. So um, it's, you're eight to seven right now. You put yourself in a really good position. You got to take advantage of home now. You got three home series, two away. You've already been on the road three times. And, and to come out of three road series out of your first five above 500, that's pretty good if you're Auburn uh, when you start looking at the things. And so now you know what you got to do. You got South Carolina at home, got Arkansas at home in a couple of weeks, got Alabama at home. You win those three series. That's six wins. That's 14 SEC wins. That, that's an NCAA tournament burst right there. So if you take care of business at home right now, then, then if you're Auburn, that's the number one goal. You do those things and you put yourself in a position to get the NCAA tournament. Then what you've also done is put yourself in a position with a couple more wins to potentially be a host seed. And so that's the goal now for Auburn. Just take care of business at home. You do those things, try to steal a couple on the road and see what happens. Uh, Jason, when you're looking at these series, uh, the the middle game has kind of been the thorn in their side. Uh, they've been outscored 42 to 15. Uh, they've lost four consecutive, outscored 42 to 15 in those middle uh, series games. Typically, the Saturday sounds like Auburn's making some adjustments there, um, uh, putting Gonzalez on the mound. How, how big of a move do you think that could be to Auburn to try to maybe start getting some of these wins in those middle games? Yeah, I think I think what it does is. You know, if Joseph keeps pitching the way he's pitching, what it does is it sets up your pitching much better. Um, because you look at, at the the front and back games, you need a little bit more behind Hayden Mullins and behind Trace Bright. So that would give you Carson Skipper, Blake Burkhalter, setting up for those first and third games. And in that second game, if Joseph Gonzalez keeps what he's doing, you need less of the bullpen. And so it actually sets up much better. You guys have to go out and execute. You have to do those things. But... You couldn't really make the move last week going from a Friday, Saturday, Sunday to a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It would have meant moving up Joseph Gonzalez two days, and uh, they did, they weren't going to do that. So now you look at it, Joseph Gonzalez is set up to go Saturday to Saturday and, and should fit in good in that, in that week two start, or game two start this week. What kind of impact could there be that there's two midweek games this week, Jason? <laughs> really difficult yeah. when, you, when you start this time of year. Just from a pitching standpoint, it, it's hard – what you'll probably see from Auburn either Tuesday night or Wednesday night will be instead of bullpens, you'll see guys pitch in a game. You know, so a Blake Burkhalter, or a Carson Skipper, those guys, they'll probably actually pitch in a game this week. They don't norm- wouldn't normally do that for a midweek, but they'll probably do that in a game to throw, you know, 30 pitches or so actually as a bullpen instead of getting out there. So if you're Auburn, what you need is a quality start from a guy like Mason Barnett in, in a midweek. He's done that before. 
you know, Connor Copeland. And this is going to be a time for a couple of these young guys we've seen. We've seen Chase Austin a little bit, but a Parker Carlson, Ben Bossy, two true freshmen. Got a lot of potential, a lot of upside. They haven't been able to pitch a whole lot. Um, this will be a, maybe a, a couple of games where you might be able to see those guys get extended a little bit. Uh, Jason, switching sides uh, just real quick on the basketball side of things. Obviously, a lot of kind of news and floating around out there about the transfer portal. Uh, what are you hearing on some of these guys that, that Auburn is targeting and uh, the chances that you might see something coming up here pretty soon with some of those? Yeah, obviously, you look at, at you know one of the, the top names is a guy like Jani Broom who visited over the weekend from Moorhead State. Um, yeah, I think Auburn, you still got to feel – you know, pretty good about him. I think it's Auburn, Florida. He's going to visit Florida as well. So, um, student against teacher there, and Bruce Pearl against Todd Golden. Um, you know, you look at, at Brandon Huntley Hatfield is a former five star that was at Tennessee, played some, but another six ten kid, another long, um, different type of player. He's probably more of a six ten wing, a la kind of Jabari Smith kind of guy. Whereas Denai Broom is probably more of a, a, a true five and an interior guy. So. They're in on a couple of those guys. Still looking at probably adding a true wing as well. So I think you look at them a couple of a couple of transfer additions for them, and I think they'd feel pretty good about this roster. But they're in on a ton of 23s and 24 players too. The recruiting going really well for Bruce Pearl and, and his staff. Give us what you thought about our, our our great sports movie bracket that we put out there on on Twitter, Jason, with some of the uh, listeners' input. Yeah, I just had a glance, and my only glance was is that. Uh, Hoosiers as an eight seed is is woefully underrated. I mean, if you not even sports movies, just movies in general. And so that was my thought. Glory Road, I like Glory Road, but there's no way that uh, Glory Road is a higher seed than Hoosiers in a sports movie bracket. Do you have a favorite sports movie? Uh, Hoosiers would be up there. Obviously, um, would be it'd be really high on the list. One that wasn't included in there's Eight Man Out about the, the Black Sox scandal. I, I, that's a great movie with. Uh, a bunch of really good actors in wow. a Charlie Sheen and a couple of those guys in there. Um, so people that haven't maybe seen Eight Man Out, go watch that one because it's a good history lesson too. I love it. Jason, we certainly do appreciate the time. Glad you got to catch up with Smitty here. I enjoyed kind of listening to that back and forth conversation there. Tell the folks about uh, AUTigers.com and what they can find this week. Yeah, can check us out at AUTigers.com, AuburnUndercover.com. And like I said, tons of uh, obviously, I've been doing a lot of baseball, but there's always football recruiting, basketball recruiting, uh, football and basketball, softball, uh, a little bit of everything. Check us out there and also follow me on Twitter at ITATJason. We appreciate it. Good talking with you, Jason. Thanks, guys. See you. I'll see you in a minute. All right. See you, Jason. All right. Jason Caldwell joining us there on our Auburn Bank phone line. One final commercial break here in the hour. We wrap up the hour uh, and more with Smitty Grider right after this here on Sports Call. Timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. I'm Deshaun Davis, former Auburn Tigers football player and all SEC linebacker. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9.
Welcome back into the program. You're listening to Sports Call, WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson inside the studio with Tom Peavy, Cam Barry, and Smitty Grider, our buddy from over at uh, Hometown Lenders on the Plains. What's happening at uh, Hometown this week, Smitty? What do folks need to know about? Uh, well, you know, mortgage rates are still still historically low. They're not as low as they were. They are going up, so now's the time uh, to come by and see us. Uh, you know, we can help you with whatever your needs are, whether it be a purchase, a uh, refi, or you need some cash out for a refinance or second mortgage or whatever. Uh, you can come see us down here on South College Street, and um, it's a busy time. This is the busy time of the year. Houses in the spring and early summer really take off. Two five six four seven six. No, 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 no. Oh wait, two three 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 four nine zero eight thirty twenty four. Nine zero eight thirty twenty four. That's the or one we want to go. Let for. me give you this one. Three three four three three two one two eight seven. Nineteen forty three. South. Y'all College can give Street. that other number on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, when 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 uh, Timmy Boy stops by, we'll give out that other one. All right. Uh, enjoyed our conversation with Jason Caldwell. Really loved you guys kind of chatting back and forth there. That's crazy. For the first time since. 2019 college football coaches are out on the road starting today of all days like the timing's perfect most schools have finished spring football we had a couple of spring games this past week of course two weeks ago was auburn a day and now these coaches get to go back out on the road this is the the most important time really uh for those high school kids because they're starting their spring trainings you know now uh-huh. in uh, early may and this is a not only do they the coaches get a chance to come by the school you know if they're really interested in, in some players they'll come back and watch them practice and uh you know when i was at park crossing we had a steady flow uh, every day during the spring that was our busiest time uh, as a head coach you were busy all day coaches in and out uh you know coming to coming by the school visiting with and they would come back in the afternoons uh, and this is a huge time for their evaluation to to get to the point where they're ready for them to have a camp invite. And they know who they are so that when they do come to camp, they really get their real evaluation on their athletic ability. Those camps, the coaches put – like explain that camp process to folks that might not be aware. Well, the, now – One of your know, players in high school gets a camp invite. What happens? Well, if first of all, if you're a high school – parent out there don't send your kid to a camp that he is not invited to Uh, camps now are not for development of athletes therefore evaluation of athletes and if the schools don't know the kid and aren't expecting him uh, then you're you're just donating to the cause really (laughs) because when you get there you're going to see but they'll depending on how many kids they have they'll have them in about three or four usually four different groups and only one group will really have the college coach paying any attention to them and those are the guys that have been invited to the camp uh, you know, it's it's hard a lot of times for high school parents and players to recognize their skill level. They need to go to the appropriate camps. Uh, there are kids that, you know, need to go to the Troy and UAB camps, the North Alabama camps, West Alabama, the mega camps where those coaches are. And, and then there are a different group of kids that need to go to the Power Five camps. Uh, and so, it, but that is the critical time for those coaches to get their hands on the players. You know, it's basically a combine. You know, they they test them with they time them, height and weight them, uh, and then they run them through drills and then and let them 
do some skill activities, throw some one-on-ones and stuff like that just to see how they compete. And uh, and so that's a it's a big time uh, for those, not only for the players, but for the coaches at the universities as well to get a good evaluation on the kids. What does it do for high school that these co- – you know, we talked about that briefly with Jason, but, okay, I'm a high school football coach. I'm just a high school football lover – these college football coaches are back around. Like, what's the big benefits there? <laughs> well, it's funny. You have your best practices when there's a guy with a <laughs> college polo standing imagine. on the sideline. You'd be amazed that, at Tom? the difference yeah. in practice <laughs> when those guys – I used to say uh, that I was going to hire somebody to put on a different college just shirt that. and just come by practice every day. <laughs> I know I'd get good effort out of the play. That's funny. I didn't think of that. But I'm sure there's got to – the psyche that goes with that. It's Absolutely. like, hey, I want to play at the next level. These guys are here. I better play well today. That's right. And, and you know, the, the good thing, what's really good for the younger guys is, let's say you have a, a, a big recruit that's going to be a 23 kid, and but uh, the coaches come to check them out. And uh-huh. then, you know, they come talk to the head coach, and he says, well, you know, you need to take a look at this 10th grader I've got over here. And, you know, they, they catch their eye, and they see them. And that's how you get those freshmen and uh, people like that start getting offers early. That, and they get them on campus at camps. Uh, but it's it's a great opportunity for kids that are off the radar to get the eye of a college coach and get an opportunity to go to camp and, and then be evaluated. By no means whatsoever am I going to put you on the spot here and tell you to give me a name here in this situation. But, Smitty, in all your years of coaching, did you then have pressure when the coaches were there? One, to make sure the practice was going well, but two, pointing out players in particular – because is there not a little bit of pride on the line for you or any coach oh, as well to say, this player is who I really want to spotlight? Well, we, we prided ourselves on having great football practice every day anyway. Um, so, you know, we always were very prepared for practice. Uh, and, and so I was never, like, afraid for a coach to come by and see what we were doing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the I think it's important for a high school coach to be as honest as possible. Uh, you, if you're not, then they're not ever going to believe you. And a lot of times, you know, when you tell a college coach that a kid is a certain height, runs a certain time in the forty, they have to couch that with whether or not they believe you're telling the truth. Right. Because you know, co- high school coaches want to sell their kids; they want to give them opportunities. But you have to be honest about it. Uh, I think you have to be honest when they ask you about a player and his ability to play at, the, at what level. Uh, and the and and a lot of times. You have to be careful because you don't want to damage a kid's ego or uh, their hopes and dreams. And and so you don't want them to think that you're not doing everything you can for them. But at the same time, you have to be honest. And uh, and that's the challenge is is that honesty when they – because they're going to ask you a lot of questions. Uh, And and for – players out there that might be listening the first question is always what kind of kid is he Mm -hmm. Uh, what are his grades and what kind of kid is he those are the first questions before they ever get to how good a football player he is so uh, that's something that that you've got to take care of first Um, you know nowadays especially with the portal and everything that goes on with nil they don't need problems in their locker room (laughs) and uh, and they you know so that they're going to weed those kids out early on in the process 
Tom, Cam, I don't want to necessarily speak for you guys, but I, I learn a hell of a lot more about the recruiting and the high school football yeah, world man. side of things when, when Smitty's in the house and in the yes, building. And well, he's been there, my, he's been been there, there done he's that. He's been yeah. there, done that. It's my first yeah. time sitting in Smitty, so <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm interested. We're, we're learning. This here, is yeah. uh, this is cool to think. But I, I was just – that was genuine. Like, okay, I'm a football coach. Nick Saban is here, and – player i mean everybody wants to play for the alabamas the auburns the secs sure. of the world and uh yeah this 10th grader that 10th grader better be pretty special smitty you know and and that's just well that and, pressure, and alabama think, with of it. all schools will not they won't they won't offer a kid if he hasn't been to camp he's got to be a really special yeah. kid right uh, but you're saying they've got to see him first they want to see to them go to camp they want they they're not going to trust me to tell him he runs a four four right they, you know they they want to see him so and, that's and why this you, is so big that it, they're back on the road they, exactly um and and they want they want to have their hands on them to evaluate them they want to measure them when you take a kid to alabama for anything to watch practice to do anything the first thing they do is take them and measure them <laughs> measure their hand width, their height, their right. weight, their wingspan. That's the very first thing they do. Uh, you know, it's but they are really strict. I mean, and you're fact, still growing at that age. Oh, though, absolutely. Is, but, you know, when yeah, we had Tank right. Jenkins at at Park Crossing, he wanted an Alabama offer, but he he didn't understand that he had to go to camp. Right. And he never would go to camp. And they never would offer him, and he, and we, you know, we told him and told him and told him, you're going to have to go to camp. And I don't know what his, I don't know what the hang up was. I don't know, but uh, he he ended up signing with Texas A&M, but and he's fine. He's now at Houston and he's starting out there and doing great. But you know, Alabama is very very strict about that. Uh, they have, you know, they they set specifications of what they're looking for in each position yeah and you got to meet that criteria and and for them to prove that you meet that criteria they need you on campus and be able to run you through their and their camp is <laughs> it's different than anyone you, you'll ever go to you better be in shape before you go right because before they do any football any like football related drills they run you through a county fair agility deal and just wear you out they want to see what you can do tired right it's the dangerous thing you've ever seen and uh if you take a rookie kid over there that's not prepared for that he's not he's not going to perform well right, right. man yeah. i i mean we it had, is alabama i mean i'm not surprised to hear all this but it is kind of crazy we, to see. i had a kid that was a uh, db that we had just gotten out to play football and he ran a four three in the spring for us and uh uh D.A. was the D.B. coach down there. Um, I can't call his name now, but it was anyway. Uh, great coach, and he he got him. We got him an invite to go to camp, and uh, he but he was not ready for all of that. And by the time they got to the football drills part, his legs were shot, and uh, he couldn't hardly do the drills right. And they ended up kicking him out of the top group and sending him down to the group nobody's watching because he was messing the drills up but it was because uh he wasn't he wasn't uh quite ready for that and that's Derek Angeles who I was trying to call his name Derek went to Tallahassee High School and I remember Derek uh coached it all around this area and ended up at Alabama with Coach Saban and now he's with the Chargers and they're doing a great job out there was I believe he was defense coordinator at uh Tennessee for a while yeah. uh really good football coach but he recruited us when I was at Park Crossing how about that 
Good stuff. Uh, 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 if you would like to call in. Monday, Smitty Grider hanging out with us. And uh, what an hour it was. Flew by. Smitty, we appreciate you stopping by. Oh, I, I, it you goes by so fast. You just looked at the clock and you said, my word, I haven't been <laughs> yeah, here that long. I, I really, <laughs> well, I like talking. So that, <laughs> that's, uh, I miss getting to do this. I used to get to do it a lot when I was coaching. And, uh-huh. uh, it's a lot of fun. and. Uh, well, keep coming by. We, hate, we like to listen. Yes, we do. <laughs> I hate. I, I hogged up the show, man. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sorry. This is, I love it. Well, this Y'all is our format that we're going to take in place. Y'all so. do a great job here. I listen to you a lot in the afternoons. Thanks. So. Uh, I did a lot more when I was driving home every day. Right. But, uh, back to Dothan, I'd catch you until the signal went out. Right. right. <laughs> Give me a little more before you get out of here on hometown lenders. What do people uh, need to know? Come see us. Now's the time. Let us get a pre-approval done for you. Uh, we can get a pre-approval done in about 30 minutes. Uh, you need to do that before you go shopping. That way you're prepared to make an offer on a house. Uh, realtors really want to see that pre-approval before they really want to show you around a lot. Uh, like I said, you can call us at 908-3024 or call me on my cell phone, 334-332-1287, uh, to get that process started. Uh, you need to do it now before the rates go up. It, and I'm telling you, the market right now is really b- humming here in Auburn and Opelika, the whole Lee County area. Uh, so come see us. We can help you out, get you in that dream home. Just outstanding. Smitty, we appreciate you stopping by to Thanks. hang out with us a little bit. Thank you. That Enjoy is Smitty Grider joining yes, us here in studio. We've got best and worst of the weekend in the final hour. We'll still knock out some birthdays and sports here on April 18th and a whole lot more. That does it for the second hour of our show. We've got a commercial break to get here. Uh, we got to pay some bills. We're back with more in just a moment alongside Cam Berry and Tom Peavy. I'm J.J. Jackson. Two hours of the books and we're rolling. Two hours of sports call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call getting started. WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson, 
inside the studio with Kim Barry, Tom Peavy, and our buddy Brent Daughtry here with us on this fine Monday. Thanks to Smitty Grider for hanging out with us for a full hour today. Yeah, uh, Jason Caldwell from Inside the Auburn Tigers was terrific on the program. Still got to celebrate birthdays in sports. Still got to do best and worst of the weekend. And also want to let you know about the 21st annual Old 280 Boogie taking place on April 23rd and 24th. We got a pair of tickets that were given away for Saturday. Uh, you'll see the Sheepdogs, Sarah Tones, Robert Finley, Taylor Honeycutt, Pine Hill Haints on Sunday. Uh, Caleb Cottle, Larry Mitchell will be taking place. Rain or shine at standarddeluxe.com. It is the 21st annual Old 280 Boogie. If you would like a pair, our first caller, 334-887-9999 to get those. All right, Auburn Bank phone line is how you can get your phone calls in here on Sports Call, 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 9 Brant, how was your Easter weekend? Easter weekend was great. Uh, drove back to my hometown of uh, Warner Robins, Georgia yesterday. Uh, got to see uh, my family and my best friends and uh, you know everybody that I really wanted to see. Had a great time. Uh, got to eat at my favorite restaurant earlier today and then drove two hours back here and now I'm on the show. Here we are. Things yes, happen sir. when uh, transportation takes place yeah. and you're able to be here on the program. Did you go to Americus at all? I uh, did not go to Americus. I thought I was going to go to Americus but ended up uh, not being able to go. Uh, just, you know, the, the plans fell through there. You just but. tell me about Americus, Georgia. I've never heard of it before. I met you before, and so I like to say <laughs> Americus, Georgia. Americus, Georgia, where, uh, yeah. where my grandparents live. Small town in... Uh, where is where is America? Sumter. It's Sumter County. Sumter it's County. in Sumter County, which is in South Central Georgia. Yeah. Um. About an hour. For, about an hour south of where I grew up. A little what bit, county are you in? A little bit west. I'm in Houston County. That's right. Okay. Houston. It looks like it looks like Houston. Right. But it's yeah, Houston. But it's it's Houston. Houston. Right. Yes. Right. What Home county of, uh, were you in? Gwinnett. You were in Gwinnett County. Quichico. I was okay. in Muskogee. And that's Columbus. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. And I wasn't well, in Georgia. I lived in Muskogee. And I was for, and I was born in Baldwin County. Alabama? I played against Baldwin County in high school. Huh? Not Baldwin County, Alabama, yeah, like Robertsdale, uh, where Brooks is no, from. Baldwin County, Georgia. Milledgeville, Georgia. Baldwin yeah, the County. Baldwin County okay. Warriors? Braves. The Braves. Braves, that's what it is. Okay. Yep. I like it. Milledgeville, man. Well, there were a lot of sports on over the weekend, Brant. Like there a were. overwhelming amount of yeah, sports. Yeah, really. Um, I I, Auburn Gymnastics, I, I keep bringing up gymnastics because I feel like they're really good and they need to be talked about. Coming in fourth at, uh, at Nationals, that was really cool to watch. Brant's a big gym guy. Yeah, I'm a gym guy. <laughs> you know me, lifelong gymnastics fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, the highest placing that Auburn Gymnastics has ever had, that was really cool to watch. Um, the Hawks had a tough time against the Heat, but they played really well in the two play-in games. Yeah. So tired, man. Yeah, You're yeah, absolutely. Tired. I heard y'all talking about that earlier on the show. Is five cities in three days. That's pretty ridiculous. But, uh, no, no, three and five. Three, three, cities, three, three five cities in five days. days. Yeah. You're right, you're right. Um, Were you listening on the Tiger Communications app? I was. Yeah. I was listening on the Tiger Communications app. All-time supporter. Tell people about that app. Uh, You can download it from the App Store for free. You can listen for free anywhere in the world that you want to listen to this show or any of our stations. Pretty amazing. Here under the Tiger Communications app. or Androids. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's on your App Store. It's on your Google Play. It's on your whatever. You can listen 
anywhere in the world where you yeah. have an internet connection. So if you're like, man, I really love Sports Call, but I, I'm about to graduate or I'm about to go take a job opportunity elsewhere and I'm not going to be able to listen to it, you can still listen live boom, on boom. the Tiger Communications app. Yes, it's, it's, it's Tiger Com. It's got a blue background and very simple to navigate, very easy to find our Listen Now That's true. Uh, features. It's it's great. It's great stuff. Amazing. Can I break some news about the show to you right now? Go for it. Okay. You're going to host on Thursday. Am I? Yes. Oh, dear. You'll be sitting in this chair on Thursday. On Thursday. Day. For okay. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports Ooh, talk show. And you'll sick. be looking at that man right there. That man, Cam Barry. Yes. Hey. Okay. Okay. All right. So it's me and Cam on Thursday. And we'll put Luke on the program as well. And Luke. Luke's All right. Sounds good. Guys. Sounds good. Ryan and Brooks will have some high school responsibilities. Sweet. For our Smith Station Panthers. And I will be in Starkville, Mississippi with Auburn softball. Nice. All right. Home of the Bulldogs. Uh, we did not have a show on Friday. Because of Auburn softball, they had Correct. a doubleheader against Niagara, and they... I was sitting uh, in that chair that day. Demolished them, yes, and then you'll come back here on Thursday. We yeah. will not, and you'll be in this chair on Friday well, when I'm, I'm in Starkville. I think Brooks and... I think I'm doing... I think I swapped with Brooks for a softball game Friday. Right. That's what I'm saying. So when I'm in Starkville announcing the okay, Auburn okay, okay. softball yes, yes, game, yes. you'll be sitting here and right, 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 right. on Friday. I'm Ooh. with you. Yes. Uh, we will not have a show. This is news to this man, too. Uh, I'm pointing at him, and he's not even looking at me. Look at this. I saw you, look, I saw um, you pointing at me. This is, we will not have a show on Wednesday. Okay. Auburn softball has two midweeks. They play early Wednesday afternoon. Cool. So that will take Sports Call Auburn off the air. Tigers have midweek games this week against UT Chattanooga. We're, and, uh, we're coming up on the end portions of the season, aren't we? Yes, For softball we are. and baseball? Yes. Softball yeah, yeah. will end two and a half weeks before baseball does. Right. But we are getting very close to the finish line. 334-887-3401 or toll free one triple eight nine tiger 9 to be a part of the program. Joining us now on the show, Keith from Auburn. I feel like I haven't talked to Keith in a million years and <laughs> last week they were joking on the show with a lot of our callers that I'm friend of the program because I'm so busy traveling with Auburn baseball and Auburn softball that I don't host this show a whole lot. So I'm overjoyed that Keith's now on the program. Keith, I hope that you had a very amazing Easter weekend. Thanks for calling the show today. Yes, sir. It was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. And uh, missed the grandbabies. They were at Myrtle Beach. So oh, man. I'm, I'm headed home now because they're supposed to already be home so I can visit with them a little bit. There we go. Uh, my granddaughter told me before she left she was going to find me some male seashells and bring back to me. <laughs> let, let me rephrase that. She said, boy. Seashells. Boy, she shells. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She's three. So, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's been a while, and, and I, I listen when I can. I'm, I, I, I'm down in Troy now. I, I drive back and forth, uh, and I'm on my way back from Troy now. But uh, uh, just, uh, you know, been listening to you guys on the app and uh, come in real, real clear down there in Troy. So, uh, but I want to. I've been watching them. I don't watch a lot of NBA basketball, okay? All right. Yeah. Be honest with you. But during the playoffs. I'm you got to turn it on. It's good basketball. Know. Yeah. Yeah. And being a former former uh, high school basketball official. Right. Where do you go to sign up to be an NBA official? Oh, because what I'm seeing is horrendous yeah. out there on the basketball floor. Absolutely. Uh, you know, <laughs> yesterday afternoon, uh, Milwaukee was playing, I think, Chicago, right? Yes, sir. Uh, right before the half. What, what's uh, Milwaukee's uh, all-star 
Matoba Tama Baloma or whatever. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis, okay. Yeah. He is underneath the go. He is underneath the go. And the official that's uh, the the lead official that's that's down on the baseline, Giannis is right in front of. And he does a complete flop. I'm talking about just throws. And you see that in all these games now. Yep. And the official blew his whistle and gave him two free throws with, with like point one seconds ago. And I'm thinking, what are they watching or what are they looking at out there? Because and this deal about a, 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 a I don't know what they call it. You got to be in front of the guy to foul him. Oh, clear or path, they, clear uh, path foul. Clear path. Where in the world do they get these rules from? <laughs> yeah, clear clear path foul doesn't exactly make a whole bunch of sense to me. Um, I wish they would have like a penalty for it for that, like a clear path and take fouls, things like that. I don't exactly like. Um, they do it just because you know the player is is a fast break, and so they they yeah. foul them real quick and. Um, so I guess there's that's a really big a, safety element yeah, to it. If you're that, pulling somebody safety, from behind, yeah. that's really dangerous. And so there's the safety element that's factored into it yeah, because you're just, immediately uh, taking away a breakaway layup or dunk. Right, right. And some of that they need to change. I, I mean, I, I understand that, but there was a couple of calls where the defensive player legitimately went after the ball, like from behind the guy to swipe it away, and that was a clear pass foul. And, yeah, but, oh, but anyway, yeah. I know exactly what the, game you're the, talking the, about. Yeah, but the worst thing to me is all of these players now, especially the superstars on each team, are flopping like they're fish out of the water or something. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, it, it, and the officials are calling Yeah, it, it can so turn a lot of people off the game. Them. That really is something that they've got to look at and fix. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they've... they've Tightened up a little bit this year um, with with certain moves that players are and are not allowed to make. Uh, you can, you know, obviously there's still only, work to be yeah, done. There's there's only so much you can continue to do before, you know, it, I guess it's too strict. But yeah, that definitely there's something that could be done. Yeah, it, it, but anyway, and uh, you know, it just kind of burnt me yesterday. I got where I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this or not. I mean, this is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> it did. But, uh, it, it can get tough. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, I wanted to give a shout-out to the Birmingham Stallion. Please do. Uh, yeah, I watched that ball game, and, and I didn't get to see any of the others yesterday. Well, no one else Birmingham. did either. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't all around here, right? Okay. No, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, what oh. I meant by that is, is as we were talking about, Keith, nobody watched. the entire season will be played out of Birmingham. Which is surprising oh, to people. Yeah, the entire I like the first weekend, no, nope. the entire season, every single game will be played out of Birmingham. And so on Easter Sunday, when you're trying to find Michigan Panther fans in the USFL that haven't been around before, uh, that you hope to show up for the first game, yet yeah, no one showed up. All three okay. of the games were televised yesterday. But, it, it, I mean, look, you got to cut down on costs. And Luke brought up a good point earlier that every single year you do studies. Birmingham always has the largest portion of college football fans that are tuned in on television. Their, their market numbers are insane. And so that could be a line of thinking as to why those games are there. Uh, and, and the finances of it all has to be in place, too. But it's just kind of silly to be watching this, uh, new, you know, this Houston versus Michigan 
weekend game being played in Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I understand what you're saying. I agree with you there. I, I did not realize that. Uh, there, there was a big crowd for... Very much game. so, yes, very uh, much so. And, and it was, you know, a game that probably... Uh, big comeback at the end. Them. <laughs> right, yeah. But uh, I thought the quarterback that came in and and replaced Magoo or whatever his name is, I, I think of the old cartoon show, uh, Mr. Magoo, but... Uh, uh, I don't remember that one. I don't, I don't remember his name, but... Uh, the the backup, I guess, came in. Jamar Moore, uh, yeah. Played. I just didn't remember the commercial yeah. or uh, sorry, yeah, I, the, the I think, TV show, cartoon show. You just have to Google it, Mister Magoo. Okay. And that not even, might, might not even have been the uh, cartoon. That was back in you and Tom's time, Keith. Yeah. Hey, listen, I watch uh, Scooby Doo's my favorite. Now. I still watch <laughs> Scooby Doo when I get a chance. Okay. I love Scooby Doo uh, myself. Scooby Doo, listen, Scooby Doo on Saturday mornings and Captain Crunch six, uh, cereal. That was it for me, man. I was in That's a dynamic duo okay. right there. Absolutely. But uh, anyway, I was glad to see uh, Birmingham. And, and it was a, you know, I thought the talent level in that game wasn't bad at all. I mean, you, you had some pretty decent athletes. Uh, that Lalu or whatever for uh, New Jersey was a pretty good football player. And, and so was, hey, so was Scooby, the, the middle linebacker for uh, the Birmingham Stallion. I don't know what his last name was, but his first name, he goes by. Scooby, so uh, you know, it, I did have a lot of fun watching that. But yeah, I just wanted to call in. It's, it's been a while. I've been a couple of weeks, and uh, I started this new part, of, new chapter in my life down here in Troy, um, and uh, really enjoy it. Uh, drive isn't too bad, but after a week and one day, it gets a little long. What are you doing in so, Troy, Keith? Um, I work with a company called Kemper Life. Uh, I've had insurance license my whole whole life. I started an insurance business right out of high school uh, for a while. And uh, uh, for the past year, I've been working for Kemper Life. And then I took a motion uh, to uh, be a staff manager, which basically just means I've got five agents that work underneath me. And they're all in the Troy area. Congratulations. So that's I, awesome. That's, that's yeah, awesome, that's, Keith. I, 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 nice. I, I've enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it's uh, not physical labor, so uh, it's, 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 you know, I do pretty good, but it's not, it's not physical labor. So, uh, but but anyway, guys, I just wanted to call in. I finally had a chance. I've been listening to you guys all the way home. And, uh, you know, just say hello and, uh, you know, enjoy the show. I still listen, but sometimes I'm kind of... We understand. At all, but anyway, well, listen, guys, y'all, uh, and I tell you, I enjoyed listening to Smitty. Uh, they ain't a. I agree with you. You learn more listening to him than you would anybody. He's been there, done that. And, no kidding. Uh, he knows. He knows what he's talking about, and uh, more importantly, he he knows X's and O's. And uh, you know, he took a Beauregard program that was uh, rock bottom and uh, made it a contender. And uh, you know, I got a lot of respect for Smitty and what he does or what he did, and I wish him the best of luck in, in the, uh, I guess, mortgage business. That's right. But, but anyway, guys, thank you so much. Yeah, for en- enjoy call. your evening. Call us tomorrow. Let us know how those boys' seashells uh, turned out, what you were able to find <laughs> yeah, from the I'm grandbaby. Looking, so. <laughs> I'm looking forward to them. So y'all have a good one, guys. All right. That's uh, Keith from Auburn joining us there on the Auburn Bank phone line. Kids are the best. Absolutely. Kids are the best. Their imaginations that yes, you sir. can uh, come up with and – 
that sort of thing. I know Keith is certainly going to uh, enjoy his evening with his grandchildren. Let's take a commercial break. When we come back, birthdays in sports, best and worst of the weekend as Sports Call rolls on. You're on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson and the guys want to hear from you. Give them a call to join Sports Call at 334-887-3401. We're done paying the bills. Now back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into the program. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Tom Peavy, Brant Daughtry, and Cam Barry. Hey, we've got round two of our best movie bracket, the great sports movie bracket. And by round two, we mean the right side of the bracket. We've already tripled round the one B that we received in, in round 1A then. <laughs> and uh, we would like for you to vote at SportsCallAU on Twitter. Tom, right side of the bracket, what's your favorite matchup? Right side of the bracket that we're voting on today. Oh, let's see. Favorite matchup. Uh, well, we highlighted this last week. Yeah. I selected before we, we did five that we picked standout movies that we picked ourselves yeah. or matchups before the bracket was ever even released. And I said Sandlot versus Benchwarmers. The Sandlot is going to win that in overwhelming fashion but i just love both of those baseball movies a whole lot i feel like just more people have seen the sandlot yeah right because like they're both great movies mine i'll tell you my favorite matchup by far and it's so funny it's so hard for me like i know which one i chose but talladega knights versus major league that's an impossible that is that is such an incredible where did you go i don't want to say because the poll is not over yet no I'll, i'll say it whatever Talladega Nights yes, holds a very sir. special place in my heart. As much, there's a butt as, coming. No, there's as much, a butt coming. No, there is not a butt yeah. coming. I, I voted Talladega Nights. <laughs> there, there was a time in my life where me and a friend of mine. Nathan? To, yes, it was Nathan, um, who I saw today, actually. Awesome. There was a time in, in our lives where every day we would quote at least one line from Talladega Nights to each other. That was a very significant <laughs> portion of my back. life. See, and I, but I still quote. I'll be on you like a spider monkey. That's, that's, that movie's so good. I love everything about it. And like, it's, I don't know if it's a better movie than Major League. No, but, but it's, it's, it's not. It's, no, it's, it's not. amazing. It's not. As good as Major League so is. So funny. That's the thing, because I, I mean, there's still a lot of stuff that I quote from Major League. And, I, yeah. and, and yeah, Major in, League's awesome, too. In the baseball world, it's it's one of those quotable movies. I mean, there's For sure. so many quotable movies. For sure. I, I'm, thinking, I'm looking at it, speaking of quotable baseball movies, Bull Durham right underneath oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. They, fast, fastball, fastball inside, when you speak of me, speak well. Something like yeah. that. I, uh, the, 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 ma- the, matchup, so the, the matchup on here <clears throat> that is really tough... 
would be uh, the 16 versus 17, radio versus the rookie. Yeah, yeah, that one's radio. tough. That's, I love radio I, so yeah, but see, much. Radio, radio is so good. Much. I, vo- I voted radio. I, but see, I, I really like the rookie. That, it's great. They, it's a great movie. They're, That's they're, a very tough matchup. Um, Man. I'd say purely because of nostalgia, I think Space Jam versus Rudy Dude, is tough. That's also like, a good one. I went back and watched Space Jam a couple years ago. The movie does not hold up as an adult for me as <laughs> well, an adult. Space but Jam? It's, it, there's so much nostalgia. With yeah, Space well, that, Jam. well, that's Space Jam versus the Bad News Bears. Rudy versus Rookie of the Year. You're right. You're right. You're right. So another, another they may one. see each other, but yeah. yeah. Another one I liked. I liked uh, <clears throat> the two thirty one. Latch up is a little slept on. Like Mike against Remember the Titans. I know everybody's yeah. gonna pick Remember the Titans. Yeah. yeah. But Like Mike was so good. Yeah. I had to pick Like Mike because that's what I, I listen. I think remember, my, I think Remember the Titans movies. can go all the way. Yeah. Just probably, because everybody because, loves yeah. that movie. Everybody knows Remember the Titans. Yeah, but it's also it. going up against Rocky. Uh, yeah. The original Rocky. It's like, yeah. That one's. That, how did that? How tough, is that a? How is that a round two matchup? How did those two not meet until much later? Rocky and Remember the Titans. It's the great sports movie bracket. Yeah. We've got many yeah. unknown yeah, I don't, questions about it. Yeah. I don't know who voted in this seating, but they did it wrong. Um, because Rocky, because Rocky and Remember, Remember the, Titans the Titans could very well both be one seat. Yeah. Well, Rocky's a one. Remember the Titans is a two. two. Those they won't meet until the final yeah. four. Yeah. Wait, what's which it, makes sense. What's interesting looking at the bracket? I don't think it, this would happen, but uh, the chance that uh, Major League could be going up against Major League Two. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, how is Airbud a thirty-two seed? Because it sucks. Airbud oh, Air is Bud is awesome. a classic. Airbud Air is, is amazing. No. Airbud is a ten yes. out of ten. Oh, I think no. I think Rocky. Tom Peavy hates dogs. Rocky That's is better. Away from Rocky this. is better, but Airbud was a banger, an absolute banger. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one or toll free at one triple eight nine tiger nine if you would like to call in and be a part of our show as we Dog go back to our Auburn Bank phone line. <laughs> James from Montgomery. James has called into today's show. Hello, James. Happy belated Hello. birthday. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle. Would you like us to sing happy birthday? Uh, sure. Yeah? Well, you asked for <laughs> it last week, so we're prepared for this, all right? Yes, sir. Let's yeah. get a little instrumental music, and here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear James. Happy birthday to you. We listen to this every day. You think we would know it better? Yeah, right. Happy birthday, James. Thanks, thanks, guys, and War Eagle. War Eagle. <laughs> yeah, I know that y'all were talking about some great uh, sports movies, and I actually do have, actually, I have three good sports movies that's no way. been on the list. Yes, one is Marshall. You cannot have a good sports football game, uh, sports football movie like Marshall. Marshall is one of the best football movies. Ah. Yeah, we, we are Marshall. I believe we are Marshall is on the. Yeah, we are Marshall is the 16 seed right now. They just yes, beat out Cool Runnings. They're going up against Moneyball in the next round. Yes, because I actually saw Marshall, and it is a a phenomenal movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg. He has done that movie. They they put that movie together, and it's one of the uh, classic uh, movies of all time. All right, so Marshall's one of them. You said you got three movies for us, James. What's the next movie? Um, I would have to say 
I would have to go all the way back to the 80s in Moneyball. Moneyball was re- released uh, here fairly recently, but that is a great movie. A great movie. Yes, and um, that is my second uh, sports movie. And let me see. Oh, I just got it. My third and final sports movie of all time is Bring It On. The the iconic Bring It On uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. trilogy. <laughs> I mean, who yeah, doesn't love yeah. a, a high school cheerleading competition hey. every every so often? Well, what, what, what did you like? What did you like about that the movie? The second James? one is the best one. <laughs> Well, because with the choreography and uh, the the cheerleader battles, it, it's amazing how they did it, and they really did um, that movie very, very well as 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 to to making a lot of great cheerleader movies over the years. I agree. Are, are you a big choreography guy? Um, no, I'm not. But I'm not very good when it comes to dancing. <laughs> You just gotta have a lot of confidence. Is uh, kind of my key to success when it comes to dancing. Yeah, is that is that why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because like when I'm like when I'm in a nightclub, I always hear like some kind of good music, and I just start you know just start dancing just to whatever the DJ is playing playing in the in that uh, particular nightclub as well. And what do the girls say, James? Um, I'll just probably just tell them to like keep their distance you know I mean you could you know you can comment on you can like compliment me on my dancing but not to dance with me oh you just want to dance solo you don't want to dance with the girls no no I'm, I'm, I'm not solo performances only yeah, you know I mean that's how it is with, with me as well what do you think about the movie Air Bud Oh yes, I did see that in the mu- in the movie bracket. Yes, Airbud one, two, and three. Yes, that is. Isn't one of there the- a Air Buddies movie, James? Too about Air all the Buddies, little yeah, dogs. Also a classic. Yes. Yeah. Did not yes. love Air Buddies, but what? that was a little bit past my time. Air Buddies. Yes. Yes. I'm a child. And, um, and with uh, with us actually talking about uh, sports movies, actually, um, I can't leave this movie out. Fast and the Furious. All of them are 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 hands down great movies. Loki. Those are those are good movies, man. That's a really good series. Yes, Fast and Furious one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten, which is going to come out in twenty twenty three as well. Yeah, yeah, and you're going to watch it. Yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm actually going to be watching that one as well, and seeing um, if they're going to have some of the um, the same characters uh, for that one as well. But I'm not quite sure if they're going to keep the same cast members as well. Well, tell us all about your birthday, James. Uh, it was amazing. It was it was one of the best birthdays I ever had in my life. Um, I actually did go kart racing, and I actually no um, way. That's awesome. Yes, I I actually came in fifth place. Yes, Almost. Yeah, I came in fifth place, and I was I was very very upset at it, but I I, I made some mistakes and I uh, learned from those mistakes as well. What mistakes did you make? Oh, I was um I was actually just I just like just go right for it. I just put the foot to the metal, and I was just going. Did you take for too it. sharp of a turn? 
Yeah, I took uh, I took a, a sharp turn as well. I and it slowed you down that. a little bit. Yeah, they slowed me down because they they never seen anybody drive a go kart that fast before. <laughs> and then you finished in fifth. Man. Yeah, I finished in fifth as well. But it was it was pretty fun as well. But I might go back sometime uh, real soon as well. And then um, I went to Dave and Buster's. It was amazing. What was your favorite game at Dave and Buster's, or what did you do? Um, I actually played Connect Four with my baby sister. I actually beat her in the first set. Okay. All right. How about that? Yeah, it was like a brother sister uh, rivalry. Rivalry, and I beat her in the in the first set. I beat her in the first game as well. Did 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 she beat you in the second game? Yeah, she actually she she did. She beat me in the second game as well. Did you play a third game? No, no, she didn't you, want to. You just wanted wanna, to end it one one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, as well. And did you do uh, anything I, else at Dave and Buster's? Uh, yes, I actually did. I um actually did uh, the speed of light, and actually I've um I actually came really really good on that one as well. And then I did the bonus round, and I I, I like tried to do all the lights. Uh, simultaneously all at once. Wow. Yeah, so I have some fast eye-coordinational fast fast, uh, reflexes, should I say. Eye-coordinational reflexes. Very impressive. Yeah, and I did um, some new games that they actually added. I did the... Um, I actually um, tried my hand out at uh, baseball as well. How did that go? Oh, it, it went good. I mean, I, I should have uh, put it out on my Facebook page, but maybe next time I do that. And I actually, my first uh, try, I actually did a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. Wow. Right down the middle. Right down the middle. So you might have to play with the Thunder Chickens with us. <laughs> yes. Uh, just, uh, you know, let me know when um, when y'all do uh, tryouts and uh, if y'all can... Uh, come out to Riverwalk Stadium. I mean, that's um, very interesting. <laughs> All right. All right. What else, James? And I just um, I played a little bit of uh, Wheel of Fortune, and um, I actually got 100 points, 100 tickets on my first shot, on my first try as well. No kidding. What was the – did you have to fill in a phrase, or what was it? No, it was just um, – just, You did a spin, uh, and then it was 100 tickets? Just right off the bat. Wow, that's that's a uh, very special version of Wheel of Fortune if I've ever heard of one. Yeah, so it's um it's pretty fun. So you know I might go back sometime real soon. All as right. Well. So you went go karting and Dave and Buster's and a little dancing on your birthday. Anything else happen? Uh, pretty much. Uh, that was about it. So I was kind of tired. You made well. it back from Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I did. I made it back. Yep, I made it back. Very good, man. Very good. You got anything else on your mind? Well, yes, I do. Um, I actually got uh, some Auburn NFL uh, football news as well, and I'm actually looking at uh, Smoke Monday. I actually put him uh, with the New York, the new uh, the Jets, the New York uh, Jets. Okay, Smoke Monday on the Jets. I like it. You yeah, like the I Jets brand? Huh? Do you like the Jets brand? Yes, I actually do. I actually do because when I actually did my um, 
mock draft. I actually had to put Smoke Monday in there for the New York Jets as well because I think with him, I think they might need him, you know, as a good wide receiver as well. Okay, he's going to switch sides of the football then and play a play wide receiver for Zach Wilson and company. Yeah, and um, I looked um, with uh, Zach Wilson. I actually put him with the New York Giants. I put Zach Williams with the New York Giants as well and seeing if they needed a good uh, player in uh, Zach Williams as well. Yeah, Zach Wilson's the Jets quarterback, so you had him traded to the Giants? Yes, I actually traded him they to the Giants as well. Okay. They really they really do need a good quarterback because when I looked at his uh time in the quarterback's position, I know he's a really good he he's gonna be a really good fit for the Giants as well. And I do see the Giants uh actually winning uh a Super Bowl uh title this year. Oh god. I hope not. Give me another NFL draft thought. Um, who else? Um, I have I picked um, Malik uh, Williams from uh, Liberty. Willis. Willis. Malik Willis. I had him from Liberty. And I think I put him with let's see. I put him with the Carolina Panthers as well. Did you really? That's my team. Yes. I actually, I actually did put him with the Carolina Panthers as well because I think for your team I think they do need a good uh, strong quarterback with uh, Willis as well. All right, and Christian McCaffrey he'll like to play with Malik Willis you think? Yeah so I'll probably see those two um, you know being good good friends as well. (laughs) I hope they're good friends. Uh, What about uh, a couple of Auburn players? You got Zacoby McClain drafted? Uh, yes, I did. I actually got um, McLean drafted to my Dallas Cowboys. I oh, wow. Got him, I got him actually as an edge rusher because we do need a good edge rusher for the Cowboys as well. He's really undersized, but that would be impressive. Yeah, so he, he has a really good – I think he has like a really good size. He reminds me of um, of like a like – a, like a, like a like a strong edger from from the Cowboys uh, roster from years ago. You remember his name? Um, I can't think that far back. I think it was like either in the late 80s or early 90s. I'm I, not quite sure. I thought you would have been talking about DeMarcus Ware. <laughs> yeah. Because I I think with 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 that um with that, I think he looks like a DeMarcus Ware. I think he really do look like a DeMarcus Ware as well. Yeah, all right. Zacoby McClain looks like DeMarcus Ware. Uh, what about Roger McCreary, last guy, James, last Auburn player? Roger McCreary, um, cornerback. Where do you think that cornerback could be drafted? From Auburn I, to what NFL team? I actually put him with Tom Brady in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. Talk to me He's about that no. one. Well, with Tom Brady getting uh, more uh, more on the uh, on the death charts as well, I think with um, McCleary, McCreary, excuse me, I think he would actually have to work alongside with the um, with the goat and the uh, legendary uh, Tom Brady, and just to put him in that 
uh, category, Hall of Fame Tom Brady as well. Okay, so Roger McCreary is Hall of Fame with Tom Brady for the Buccaneers. We love it. Uh, what about uh, what about your Dallas Mavericks yesterday, James? Did you think that Spencer Dinwiddie had a good game for your Mavericks? Uh, I I mean, I looked at him, and he wasn't what I expected, but I'm just going to see how they're going to do tonight. Um, we played tonight, but I'm not quite sure if we have uh, Luka Doncic playing tonight, but I'm just going to see how that's going to work out as well. Yeah, that's kind of up in the air. You're going to play at 7.30 Central time in Game 2 against the Utah Jazz. Uh, but uh, more of the offense running through Spencer Dinwiddie for Dallas. I just mm-hmm. didn't know what you thought about uh, his performance. Yeah, I think I'll have to say his performance will have to be like a B-minus as well. Okay. He had 22 and Jalen Brunson had 24 points for the Mavericks. You got any other thoughts for us? Uh, yes, I actually do have one uh, one quick thought. Um, with Kyrie Irving and what he actually did on yesterday, that was very, very unacceptable for him to actually, you know, do something like that after the game as well. That was unacceptable. Are you talking about when he, was, when he was walking back into the locker room? Yeah. Yeah, he, he said some, some uh, not-so-nice things to fans there, but the fans weren't very nice to him either. Did you think the fans were nice to him? No, no. They're, they're yeah, some of the fans nice. were flicking him off, giving him the middle finger. Yeah, they were, and they had some uh, some untasteful language to to uh, Kylie, Kyrie Irving as well, which it it shouldn't be put out, it shouldn't be out like that as well. And I mean, for the fans, I mean, they don't have control over the NBA players. That's not their. That's not what they're there for. They're there just to watch the game. They're not there to, um, like, discuss if that player is good or not. That's not in their way of doing things as from the fan standpoint as well. So they just need to be cheering? They just need to be cheering and just, you know, leave that to the, you know, leave that you know, talking to the to the players, to to the actual professionals as well. That game had everything. I mean, Kyrie's taking over. You've got Jason Tatum who hit the game-winning layup. Kevin Durant is always a phenomenal basketball player. Jalen Brown, his nose wouldn't stop bleeding. Did you see that, James? His nose kept yeah. bleeding. Yes, I actually did see that. I mean, I thought his nose was never going to stop bleeding. They had to put some cotton up in his nose. Some swabs. Yeah, so so I think, um, I don't know if he's going to be able to play tonight or if he's going to be day-to-day with that injury. I'm not quite sure on that as well. Yeah, they won't play again until Wednesday. So, uh, any final thoughts for us today, James? Well, um, I'm very, um, I'm not very un I'm unhappy for um, our women's gymnastics team. We placed fourth in the uh, finals uh, yesterday against Michigan. So I'm I'm very unhappy with that as but, well. But we're also very proud, James, because Auburn had never finished that high before. They'd never finished fourth. That's the highest that they've ever achieved. So that was really impressive that they got that far. I know it hurts that they didn't win the whole thing, but be happy because they've never been that high before. That was really impressive. 
Yeah, so I just have to, you know, I just have to see. Um, I'm, uh, I'm gonna be happy for it, but I'm gonna just see, um, you know, next year in 2023. Um, I'm gonna just see what Sinisa Lee is actually gonna be doing for from here on out as well. What do you think she's gonna be doing? Um, probably she's a really she's a really good uh, key component to Auburn's gymnastics team. And probably I'll probably see her, you know, probably being a uh, a sports, uh, a female sports announcer for ESPN or the SEC Network in in the near future as well. Oh wow, that'd be really impressive if she were able to do that. All right, before we get you out of here, did Marie wish you a happy birthday? Yes, they actually did. They um they actually sung me happy birthday uh, yesterday. And Marie did. Really, yes, yeah, she actually did, and. Um, I mean, she really, like, really took the took the icing off the cake. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I, I was like, I was all, I was like in shock and all. Not, I couldn't even say nothing. I couldn't even say not even one single word. Do you love her, James? Yes, yes, I, I actually do as well. And her birthday will be coming up real soon, and I'm actually going to be doing something for her very, very special. Okay, well, if we need to sing happy birthday for her, too, you just let us know, okay? All right, sounds good. And War Eagle, guys. War Eagle, War Eagle, James, happy birthday again. That's our buddy James from Montgomery joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. It's time for today's Birthdays in Sports. Can't forget about this as the show winds down, starts to come to a close. Birthdays in Sports, April 18th, 2022. Miguel Cabrera turning 39. Boyan Bogdanovich turning 33 with the Utah Jazz. Cabrera, of course, the current first baseman and designated hitter for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Wilbur Marshall is turning 60, the former NFL outside linebacker. And Derek Brooks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all-time great and a Florida State standout, is turning 49. Wilbur Marshall, Boyan Bogdanovich, Miguel Cabrera, and Derek Brooks are all celebrating their birthday here today in the sports world. That was a good phone call from James. We had a lot of good phone calls. Volume-wise, that's one of our best shows we've had in quite some time. I think so. I have I have a question before we get out of here. Well, our show is ending right now. Yeah. So pose the question what is, very quickly. What is the playing <laughs> surface at Protective Stadium? Turf. It is turf. Ooh. Okay, because if, if it was natural grass, there was absolutely no way that stadium could survive. Yeah, it's turf. If it's yeah. turf, that's acceptable. Yeah, field turf. Uh, thanks to everybody that called in. Brant, thanks for being here. Thanks, thanks for to Smitty Grider, Jason Caldwell for stopping by. Cam, good to see you as yes, always. Sir. Tom, great to see you. Yeah, I guess I'll see you next week. And I will see you guys <laughs> next week as well. I will see you next week as well. Baseball and uh, softball responsibilities coming up for yours truly. For Brant Daughtry, Cam Barry, and Tom Peavy, my name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.